0: Like I said, it's been a long day, and I just started feeling tired. As you were talking, I started to fall asleep.
1: I think the air
0: is on. That's fine. You don't need it making a lot of noise.
1: Yeah, it's seventy-seven right now. The air is on, so I just I think the lights will probably perfect. No problem. So you'll probably get a little bit cooler as uh, the time progresses.
0: Okay, but this part's all getting edited out, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. get a little high sign.
1: <laughs> which one's yeah. filming me? All three of them. All three of them. Yeah. Oh, do yeah, yeah, yeah. you you so. cross cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do all that editing, ah, like post work, which is it's a lot of it's a lot of work, but it's also fun because I get to watch the episode over again, and yeah. I'm like, well, this is this is actually really good. Like every episode I've watched multiple times, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is some good content, you know. And I'm always thinking about people out there listening in, like, right. is it going to help somebody? Because if I listen in. Um, and I'll, i listen to things that, uh, that my interviews, you know, what they talk about And I'm like, man, this is, this is some really good, deep stuff. You know, um, my
0: thing is being careful of, um, like I said, there's issues that have, that are predominant in my life yeah, yeah, that yeah, I might yeah. not want to talk about, but I know that that was sort of the basis of this mm-hmm. or the genesis of this. So, you know, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm really not, uh, very good at, um, what's the word, you know, uh, uh. Jeez, I can't think of the word. You know, talking to, to I usually tend to go somewhat deep and I want to be careful with that. I don't want to get oh, preachy. Yeah. So if yeah. you're asking for, hey, would you like <laughs> to be a lawyer? You know, no, okay. no, I take I think, the bar exam, you know. And
1: yeah, I think if, you know, just speak from Yeah, we're cool. You know, yeah. Like I like hearing it. <laughs> I'm sure right. it's gonna help somebody out there.
0: Let's see where it goes.
1: So yeah, so you know, we can we'll start. Um and uh yeah. So thanks, Jay, uh, for coming in tonight. You Thank know, you. It's, uh, it's uh, I think we're like at nine o'clock right now, but um, we're running a little late, but it's okay, right? Yeah. Um, Jay's got his own practice, so I'm sure you got your own hours, but um, I have today with me uh, Jay Weinberg, uh, Esquire, right? Greg? Esquire. The, that's like the the term for lawyer. Easy SQ,
0: but ESQ. only in very limited circumstances. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I never knew really. I was like, man, lawyers, they usually have a rap, bad rap. Like, you know, like, oh, he's a lawyer. Um, Bloodsuckers. But, um, you yeah, know, Esquire, much nicer work.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't usually put bloodsucker on our letterhead. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, you are, I, from for, for me, you are my lawyer, right? And then uh, I know Razor mentioned that you're everybody's lawyer. <laughs> but, uh, no, really, I know uh, the guys have talked about you in the past and your work, You've worked for some, you know, pretty, pretty influential firm uh, or firms and things like that. Um, you know, she's are pretty, pretty hotshot black belt lawyer guy, right? Um, you are also a lifelong martial artist. Um, we can talk about that, you know, as we get into the episode. And uh, something that I really appreciate you about is uh, you're a husband and a father of two kids, uh, interracial. All right, your your wife is Filipino. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And you have two amazing kids. One kid's thank uh, you. Lucas is uh, a soccer star. Right? I, said, I don't know about star, <laughs> you know, but uh, and he wouldn't call
0: himself a star. But yeah, yeah. You know what? He's kids a star to me, kid. man. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, he
0: enjoys the sport a yeah, lot, and that's yeah, great.
1: That's good. Yeah, I know he did a little bit of jujitsu uh, when he first started out. He but, still does.
0: He has no yeah. choice. Yeah,
1: he has no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for joining what me. What I mean
0: by that is we wrestle on the couch all yeah. the time. It's, he has a choice. So he doesn't yeah. do formal jiu-jitsu. Hopefully, he'll get into it one day, but, you know, we play around is what Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. It's and part of the fun in the living room. you got to wrestle. Yeah. Kids love to wrestle. As
1: a, I think as a father, it's probably an important aspect, right, to build with your son. and Yeah, yeah. and my daughter, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, and, like and your daughter. We can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, before we begin, uh, I always like to give out a shout-out um, Josh McCore, who's you know the shirt I'm wearing, uh, he's my lo—I mean my lawyer. He's my uh, barber. Um, I, I think I'm in—I'm due. I have to see him soon because my hair is getting a little long. But you know, I know we've had a conversation about uh, barbers, and you go to a guy who's like, like some old school legit Italian. It's funny, right? Luigi is in Metuchen. Luigi, he passed away, you know. And Luigi, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: no, he passed away a few years back, and he was just a wonderful guy. Um, he Lucas got his first haircut from Luigi, and you know the barber gives you a lollipop. I have a mm. picture of Lucas with like a bouquet of lollipops. <laughs> Luigi had like twenty seven lollipops. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Luigi brought his own uh, his own wine press here because he wasn't oh, satisfied. Wow. He brought his own. Uh, uh, grinder, meat grinder, and, you know, I would go in there and he couldn't make money on me. He would bring his own prosciutto, his own tomato sauce. What? He gave me his own wine and he was in Metuchen. That's awesome. He had the old pole going and uh, it became a classic place to go for me. Wow. He passed away, unfortunately, and I uh, I have trouble. I get my hair cut by a lot of places and mm-hmm. I get that sort of Chia Pet thing <laughs> going on. I need, I need, I like a scissor cut. Yeah, yeah, So his yeah, brother yeah. is in Carteret at the Sportsman's oh place oh, okay. so now i actually drive for me it's a half hour drive but it's okay. you, know, you go there there's no appointment you walk in and uh and uh it's an, you know it's a little bit of an experience with your barber yeah you know? he's, I, a, he's a good dude
1: yeah josh is uh McCaw's barbershop in um oh my gosh i always forget the name of the town what's ah. what's the town that uh chris and liam live in uh is it uh, oh my I'm Not
0: sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> it in Monroe?
1: no no it's right there uh you'll get it yeah i forgot i'm glad to hear
0: he opened his own shop yeah definitely you know check him out yeah he
1: he trains at our gym he started with jimmy and kickboxing, and then now he's going into um barbering and he's actually growing he's already uh getting enough business to open another chair he's getting guys to come in to cut with him. actually it's funny that you mentioned but touching my previous barber um shout out to you as well khalil Uh, He owns Razor Shark Barbershop out there. Okay. And uh, he's very successful. He's a very successful uh, businessman. He also did MMA and stuff. Um, But he also opened another shop in Westfield called The Wolf's Den, I think it's called. But um, yeah, he's doing fairly well. Um, I couldn't go there anymore because it's just too far, man. Yeah. For me, I'm like, when I didn't have a job, I was like, I could, you know, it's like. 45 40 45 minutes there and back it's like and then the 30 minute haircut is like all right a little less than two hours for me just to get a haircut it was worth doing because i was fresh as as you can be you right. know um but the but once i started working like i was like man i can't cut two hours out of my life to get a haircut yeah. so josh is also a maestro you know he's very good um so yeah if you guys are interested check him out um McCore's barbershop and uh Razor Sharp Barbershop in Betuchen and um, the Wolf's Den in uh, Westfield. So, um, yeah, so, you know, let's get into you now. Um, Before we get into anything, I think something that I really respect about you is... You're what? Fifty years old now? Fifty six. Fifty six. Wow. So you're fifty six, and you look like Hercules. Yeah, right? oh, no, man. I'm no
0: Hercules.
1: <laughs> you know, you take know. you take your shirt off after you know a hard roll, and you're just like, you know, you're you're very in shape, Jay. Um, and I'm sure you attest that to your martial arts. Uh, a lot of it, you know, to to workouts and just taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know you started out. You told me with kung fu. Um, you know, and then, and then you got into jujitsu. Why don't you talk about that? Your, your, uh, foundation, what you trained, um, how long have you been doing it? And, uh, how did you even find out like about Kung Fu? Cause you know, if you go to a, I feel like you go to a Kung Fu school today, it's like they're not teaching you anything that's probably real or anything, you know, it's like, I don't know if the paradigm has shifted a little bit. Everybody's trying to be like an MMA school now, you know, but, um, Yeah, you know, tell tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I couldn't talk generally about any particular Kung Fu school now because I'm not there. Um, I know that Kung Fu and a lot of martial arts get maligned in the MMA world, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of the younger guys that tend to do that like i went to a competition recently or not a competition but i went to one, one watch a show i think it was uh uh down in atlantic city back in, and uh, a couple of the guys young guys walking around had your kung fu is no good here and i thought to myself <laughs> that's great because if we get in a fight you just completely underestimate me <laughs> perfect um so anyway i was at trenton state college i had grown up in new brunswick franklin area I was into sports, but I actually wasn't, you know, I was younger than a lot of the guys in my grade. I had uh, sort of, I was, I, don't, I actually really, really found out, you know, years later when I started seeing people having their 40th birthday that oh. were in my class. And I was 38. I'm like, <laughs> son of a gun. You know? Yeah. Uh, but... Um, I played sports, but I wasn't great at mm. it. Um, and I enjoyed basketball and stuff, but I didn't really play a lot of organized sports. Uh, but I enjoyed it. When I got to Trenton State College, really what happened was a couple of guys, My one of them became my roommate, close friend to today, Ricardo Sabagal, um, was doing Kung Fu. And... Uh, You know, he and his other buddy would talk about it a little bit and I uh, saw them doing it and they would train outside and I always love nature. I always love being outdoors. And um, I looked at some of the workouts I I watched and I joined, you know, that's Mm -hmm. it. I mean, it was just an awesome sport. They eventually kind of fell off, you know, and went on to other things which is cool but I kind of got into it. it it helped me a lot yeah. um, it helped me focus I, I grew up in Franklin I graduated Franklin High School so in I 79 did.
1: I graduated in oh, 04 <laughs> And we partied a lot
0: you know yeah, Franklin yeah. was a Franklin's great crazy. <laughs> it was a great
1: place to grow up <laughs>
0: there's a we had a fair amount of diversity yes anyone I mean, who grew up in Franklin diverse. grew up with a group of guys and girls that went yep. to Temple Bethel mm-hmm. I was you know I'm Jewish and uh, we, we just integrated into this into the system there so if you grew up in Franklin you were exposed to a lot of Jews yeah and, uh, but it was a rowdy somewhat of a rowdy place if you looked mm-hmm. for it and I did and um, you know we partied a lot and when I got to college it became I, I saw people from around the state, mostly New Jersey, you know, Trenton State College, College of New Jersey, and some from out of state. And they were beginning to, you know, experiment with the party life and enjoying themselves. And I realized, you know, I, I couldn't continue in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, I'd already done it, although I didn't stop. Uh, but uh, for a while, um, Kung Fu just it just drew me in. Yeah. I'd also dealt my father passed away at an early age when i was 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think spiritually, I needed something you know, so Joe Madiri was teaching uh, Kung Fu. And to this day, I think of him as one of the finest and um, martial artists and uh, a guy who really represented the concept of hard work, which I think translated Kung Fu, in some respects, I was Mm -hmm. told means hard work. Mm -hmm. And it was hard work. You know, Um, we did a lot of stance training where you lower your body. And what's very interesting is you could stand in line in Disneyland with uh, cotton candy for three hours waiting to get on a ride, <laughs> yeah. and you're okay if your legs are straight. But bend your knees a little bit, yeah. squat down, or step into a back stance or something, and hold that and five minutes, you know, yeah, ten minutes tired. or longer. It's 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 it can be excruciating, and and with that pain. Uh, The concept was that that is energy. And that you harness that energy. Sounds very philosophical, but it was actually very pragmatic. I mean, you felt it, you breathe in, Mm -hmm. you grab that energy, you know, that your body is creating. And you try to breathe in and try to feel that energy flowing out of your body in different ways. And um, regardless of what anyone might think, (laughs) you know, I could change what you think by having you do a couple of the exercises.
1: And I actually... uh would like to speak on that because I was a skeptic. I actually grew up like doing like kung fu and kids and stuff like that. Right. And as I got a little older, I was like, man, this is stupid. Like boxing so much better or this is so much better. I think boxing is a great oh, martial absolutely. art. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but yeah. I I, right. I looked down on kung fu. I thought yeah. like I thought it was cool as a kid, but then as I got older, I was like, oh, kickboxing is better. Or, this is better. Wrestling's better. Um and then, you know, I think what the whole point of kung fu was like you forget what it was created for, right? Like, uh, you, you know, you introduced me recently to John, um, who's an acupressure therapist. I was skeptical. But I literally did, like destroyed my back doing squats. Um, I, again, herniated my disc. And this was one of the worst herniations that I've had. And usually it takes me about maybe three weeks to a, a month to recover. I went to see John and he was doing some stuff to my back uh, he did cupping as well. Um, I did cupping with my fam. what well, my mom does it with the the suction cupping. Yeah. But it's not as strong as the fire cupping. Right. Um, and he did it, and it, dude. I don't know what happened, but three days later, I was back on the mats rolling, and I was fine. Um, you know. And he taught me something. He taught me the qigong stance, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, this is. I was like, all right, buddy. Like, <laughs> I was like, thanks for fixing my back, but you know, this is a little. He's just like, just hold your stance for twenty minutes a day. You know, and, and let me know how you feel. So I started doing it, and um, he mentioned how you know, think about yoga, think about west uh, Western versus Eastern uh, ways of of kind of getting your energy back, right? Um, some people go on hikes, right? Some people do yoga, but think about it. You're staying in yoga. You're in a stance, right? You're holding it, and he was talking about this this chi uh, gong stance where you're just holding it, and You know, he talks about like fighters. You can be a really good fighter, but 20 years from now, you probably won't be able to move. And he was like, the whole point of these Kung Fu stances is that when you are 50, you'll be able to still have that energy. And he was like, we build our outside, but we don't build our inside. And he was like, this is the point of these stances. And I was like, I've never thought about that. Mm. You know, we work so hard to create this exterior strength, but we don't recharge internally. You know, and we have all these guys who fight, 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 fight. And then when they're 30, 40, they can barely move, you know. And then I was watching, uh, you know, the, the Hicks and Gracie Invitational. There was a video of Steve Maxwell who was showing a qigong Gong twisting motion that he was teaching in the class. It looked ridiculous. They were just spinning and hitting themselves. But he talked about hitting your heart meridian, your liver meridian, your kidney meridian. Um, and activating these things and, and getting the blood flowing into your body f- to prevent injury. You look at Steve Maxwell, he's a legend, you know, he's right. like 67 years, you know, he's an old fella and he's, he rolls at a high level. Um, and these are, you know, things that he told, he, he said in the seminar, Hickson taught him that in 89, you know, he's been doing this stuff. Um, so these concepts that, you know, some people think are, you know, nonsense, uh, I'm starting to believe it. I actually add it to my daily regimen now where I do the qigong twist I hold the stance for a couple minutes a day. I feel great. I That's feel great. much, you know uh, Internal energy coming back and you know, I'm better on the mats, you know um, Even like that thing we were talking about right before the episode like pushing out uh, The energy into your diaphragm, you know, and when, when we breathe in it comes out into your diaphragm it's like, I use that in my jujitsu. Ron actually taught it at a mount, and he just teaches it like, oh, this is like a black belt pressure mount. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, now that I know what these Kung Fu guys do, it's like, this is a Kung Fu move, <laughs> you know? It's, it's a so human move. Yeah. And I think about, you know, you and Steve, you guys both did Kung Fu. And I'll roll with the other guys who are big, you know, and they're older, but I can move them. I can't move either of you. Mm-hmm. You guys, I think it's been drilled into your mind to, uh, get that energy out and it's like I can't move you guys you know you guys are like boulders so there's I think there's some stuff that we need to you know figure out uh with the kung fu and you know there's probably some things that they have figured out already that you know some people you know, are just figuring out it's, now. it's interesting um
0: <laughs> and uh it's it's complex but here we are Trying to break down the complexity in a conversation, you know. Who knows? (laughs) You want to be, I want to be careful. I should say you generically, because I don't know what everybody wants Mm -hmm. to do. But when you, martial arts have to be about fighting and self-defense. Yeah. But you know, if we were in a restaurant talking right now, a twelve-year-old with a bottle coming up behind me, and you didn't see it, you're done. You're so yeah. you know, to focus constantly on fighting, 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 mm-hmm. fighting, fighting, fighting. Now, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary to maintain being good at fighting. Yeah. I mean, uh, and as I've gotten older, I think and busy. I mean, obviously, you want to keep self-defense in the program. But mm-hmm. a guy with a gun, a guy with a double-edged blade. You know, um, there's another story I could tell. I don't want to digress too far right now. <laughs> but the bottom line is, bringing it back how did martial arts benefit us? What's good from it? And yeah. you know, Kung Fu survived the test of time mm-hmm. for a long time. Jiu Jitsu is great. Now. Uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is phenomenal. But some of the concepts in Kung Fu helped a lot of people Absolutely. for many years. And yep. I can tell you this, and I, anyone can criticize it, you can criticize something you know nothing about. That's up to you. You know, it's probably not a smart move, you know, mm-hmm. but some of the exercises from Kung Fu really helped me yeah it helped me to focus it took me out of for a while uh, you know the world of just partying and stuff like mm. that and i and i went back to it believe me and the people i know that are watching this know you know when i was you know i <laughs> drank a bottle of tequila many times after <laughs> i started kung fu and the other bottle was for everyone else yeah all right but but the stances uh the stance training you know i i learned a, a fair amount of kung fu but i never became a master f- far from that mm. you know very far from that, and some people said that it was actually almost impossible to become a master if you didn't understand Chinese because they couldn't mm. convey Interesting. the information to you in the proper way. Um, but uh, the stance training, well, just to be just to be straight up about it, you go and you stand in a low horse stance like you're sitting mm-hmm. in a chair with your hands back, yep. good posture hold that it's an isometric exercise yeah and it's grueling and i get
1: tired after five minutes oh five minutes yep. is a
0: long time mm-hmm. like i would if john said 20 do it for 20. Yeah. Yeah, but, but but he didn't say but also his is different yeah, john, yeah. John, and i haven't just so everyone knows john's an acupressure guy in yeah. in the town i live in i know him he's cool i haven't trained with him mm-hmm. per se and i don't know that he uses it as a martial art
1: no he uses it to take care of his body right yeah
0: yeah which is what what is what, what that, mm-hmm. isn't that wonderful mm-hmm. and that really should be uh, what all martial arts are about is if you're just focusing on some crazy person beating up yep. I and mean, you're almost walking through life Paranoid and a lot of people that don't do martial arts will say that I don't want my kid to learn that it's violent. No, mm-hmm. now you wake up like uh, uh, Henzo Gracie said in a quote you and a lot of people have probably said it you Henzo Gracie being uh, you know one of the f- f- uh, original jiu-jitsu yeah. guys uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys for the mixed audience yeah. um, <laughs> Every morning you wake up you fight.
1: Yeah Yep. Every morning
0: everybody wakes up. I mean, I don't want to make it negative, but you're fighting. You're getting up and you're living your life and you're working hard. Mm -hmm. So Kung Fu, the stance training is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You don't need the poles and stuff hanging and the weights and everything and and all kinds. And the next new thing comes Mm -hmm. out, man, bend your knees, break your frame, which we use in Mm jujitsu. And the frame really locks people out when you frame in jujitsu at the right time. Yeah. You don't want to give your arm, right? Well bend that frame when you're standing and you'll feel it. You mm-hmm. know. And it, it's 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 a very so so I I met a guy, Joe Madiri, down at Trenton State College, and we trained and we would go over to um to uh I forget the name of the woods all of a sudden. Along the Delaware River, we train outside. I love that. Oh, it resonated with me. Yeah. We would and you're
1: good in nature. Yeah. yeah. We
0: yeah, you would work nature. on trees. You literally bang our arms oh, wow. on trees and work through these animal forms. And I learned, you know, a couple of the forms, um, which were a little more fluid, I think, than the karate forms I later yeah. learned. Uh, you know, again, people see kata or forms, they think, oh, that's that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's not. One thing is that when you do these forms, it's almost an encyclopedia of the movements. So you can remember what the movements are. You can pull them out and practice them on your own. So a form is almost like a little bit of a dictionary. It's mm-hmm. like a book that you memorize.
1: I mean, it's no different. For, I mean, I think in jujitsu, it's kind of like the same, right? It's yeah, like we have forms. You need to know every single guard. You need to know how to yeah, and stay in those forms. You, know? you and I could practice a half guard
0: right now. We could yeah. go through 12 things we would talk about, and we could drill that without even really talking about it because it's a form
1: yeah, that we're exactly. practicing. Yep.
0: So the kung fu was very good, man. It yeah. really helps. Uh, it helped me... Uh, you know, socially, it, uh, it took me out of, you know, I was in grief. I had lost mm. my dad, you know, and going out there. And uh, Joe Madeira used to say, and I remember he'd say, right now you're in here, you're training Kung Fu. If you're worried about your grades, if you're worried about some project you didn't get done, if you had a problem with a family member, a girlfriend, or boyfriend, you're wasting your time thinking about that right now because there's nothing you can do about that right now, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you can do is improve yourself right now. Focus on the task at hand. Be present. I mean, don't we all talk about that? Yeah. And let me tell you, you leave there, just like when you leave jujitsu, and you can't even find some of the problems you thought you were experiencing. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter anymore. It cleansed you. Yeah. And so from a martial arts perspective, who are we fighting there? You know, Are we fighting the negativity that invades our life and winning? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, so be it. You yeah, know? so uh, kung fu is it was was where I started.
1: Yeah, and then you found Brazilian jiu jitsu, and between uh, that I did karate. You did karate between, okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Was there like a specific form of karate? Yeah. Or, uh You guys, I know at the gym, you guys talk about this one dude who's like a killer. <laughs> um, I think he's in Highland Park. He's a cop. And oh, he's like you hey, don't want to mess with that guy, You're Gary like, Panicella. Yeah, yeah like no, even he just, I talked about him. He was a tough. He's a tough <laughs> Italian. You know, yeah, he
0: was an original MMA guy before oh, they had. Okay. I mean, he didn't do MMA, but Gary, uh, Gary would have. Gary has a reputation that precedes him.
1: Yeah, um, he's a dangerous dude. Apparently,
0: he be a dangerous <laughs> dude. I actually, uh, he, he He's a, a trained, very nice
1: guy too. Right? Yeah, he
0: yeah. he has a studio in uh, in Highland Park. A gym that he's had for years, and in it he has a martial arts studio where he teaches karate. I actually mm. never trained karate with him either. Oh, and he invited me in, but I didn't want him to kick yeah. me in the ribs. <laughs> and he would. Yeah. I think. But he's <laughs> a great guy. He's trained a lot of people. I'm just kidding. You know, we have to be. Gary's a very powerful guy. Yes. Um, and he That's um from everybody he believed to he believed in karate, and uh, he always says, you know, there's only you got two hands, two feet, two knees, two elbows. There's only so many ways you can kick and punch. He doesn't get caught up in the nonsense. But Gary, yeah. yeah. Gary uh, was serious business, definitely. Yeah. You know, and he needed it. He you know, at times being a, a police officer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's I've a guy stories. And then Gary's connected to a group of guys that first brought karate over to the states, oh, to wow. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a group of guys from Jersey City. Don Nagel mm-hmm. went over. Apparently, he was training in Okinawa. And to be honest, I think yeah, he that's got the his, real stuff. I think he got his black belt in two years. The, wow. th- the difference there is, and that's not to say he got it quickly or short. There were only so many techniques they were teaching in the old days it used to be a white belt was the new belt black belt's a dirty belt Mm -hmm. you know you've been training Mm -hmm. black your belt turns black. so maybe however long it took him to get it doesn't matter because he didn't stop training and there's a there's a tree actually of of original Okinawan-style Ishanru wow. yeah. practitioners from the guys that went over in World War II. And actually, yeah. in New Jersey, there's quite a few. I didn't learn through that aspect. I learned somewhere else.
1: But. Yeah, I, I always find karate fascinating. Um, Kyokushin being the biggest one, because, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if a lot of people know, but um, some of the best Dutch kickboxers, like Dutch kickboxing, its roots are in Kyokushin karate, uh, or, you know, just karate. Um, one of my favorite guys, Andy Hug. He's one of my favorite uh, strikers of all time. He had this axe kick that was like knock you out. Yeah. He did this spinning heel kick that, and he would he would try to kick your shin, and he would knock guy Well, not knock them out, but he would hurt them so bad that they couldn't get back up after they got kicked. I think he beat he might have beat Duke Rufus like that, wow. or or no, not Duke Rufus. Um, one of the big one of the big guys back in the old. Like a, ah, I forget the name. It could have been like semi or One of those legends, right? Uh, he, but Andy Hug, he is a legend uh, with a karate background. And you know, he died of leukemia. It was very sad. But um, at a young age, he was, I think he was like under 40 or something when he passed. But um, yeah, he's the man, man. So, like, you know, I, I think, like, karate can get a bad rap sometimes, you know. But now we're seeing this uprising again in MMA where, like, um... Wonder Boy, you know, is, yeah. is knocking dudes out, and then uh, who's the other guy? The uh, Brazilian Japanese guy, um, Machida. Machida, yeah, yeah Machida. Karate, karate is back. Yeah, yeah it's like he coming wants. back. Look,
0: so, so to talk about karate, and again, you know, I don't want to be here as a uh, uh, as an advocate of, yeah. of kung fu being better. No, yeah, I, yeah, 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 We're just talking it's about just all, all, everything that's good and What time. I experienced. Yeah. You know, I never thought what I was doing had was the best thing you could possibly be doing, but I always thought I should get as good at it as I can, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, when people, when it has a bad rap, I really don't know about that. I don't I don't know yeah. because I, I've seen people who can use it now. When we're talking about competition, it is different in street fighting. And I yeah. know, look, mm-hmm. I, I'm very a Brazilian much. jiu-jitsu fan, you know, I train hard. No, absolutely. And it's a very effective art. There is a difference in MMA and in, you know, martial arts. And a lot of guys that are really into MMA say, well, then why don't you come to the UFC and show it? And, you know, <laughs> the truth is, let's face it, in any martial art, it does come down to the individual practitioner. Mm-hmm. And when you get guys to that level, people, especially people not in a sport, you know, you have to realize you are talking about exceptional athletes. Yeah. I mean, you could take Absolutely. an NFL, you know, defensive back with a nominal amount of martial arts training and he's going to go through. He's
1: going to kill uh, everyone. <laughs>
0: they're, they're explosive. So, yeah. There's a, so so you know we have to understand you know that the martial arts is about an individual's uh relationship with that art Mm -hmm. and how it benefits them in their life and not necessarily who they can or can't beat up how many times do you really get in fights out in the street we have to defend yourself depending on where you live (laughs) and depending on what you're looking for Uh because you know you want to i always tell people nothing good happens after midnight The young guys hanging out Mm -hmm. so um but with that said these are testing grounds, and I definitely yeah. agree, you know, that Muay Thai and guys who can really do karate, of course Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah, I think, the sparring, more than all, the all sparring. is incredible. You can always get hit with a lucky punch, but there's a not a great likelihood that a really good Jiu-Jitsu guy is going to get choked out with a locally rear naked, lucky rear yeah, naked Yeah, jump, exactly,
1: you know? yeah. yeah, street fighting or any type, I mean, even in competition fighting, like a lot of what you learned in, in jiu-jitsu it's like you get punched in the head you know there's a saying it's like you, you're a black belt you get punched in the face you're a brown belt you get punched again you're a purple belt yeah. you get punched again and usually your belts just keep going down you know
0: i think mike tyson has said everybody has a plan till they until get they get punched in the, face. in the face exactly yeah so with karate what happened with me was i was doing kung fu at trenton mm-hmm. state college and a buddy a guy came in that was from my hometown and uh I didn't hang out with him but we knew each other yeah. we were sort of we didn't we did we did not hang out because we didn't like each other we were just in different social circles and uh, Frank Bouchonville started taking Kung Fu a little bit with us and um, and then he uh, started to show me karate and we became friends we became roommates mm. and he was doing a style of Vishnu karate and uh, Frank was incredible really and uh, we, we talk about oh, this guy's incredible that guy but you know he was incredible because of his work ethic yeah and Frank was not a fantastic basketball athlete type uh-huh, guy uh-huh. but he later told me that um he had practiced thousands of repetitions and he had a heavy bag in his garage which was near my house at home in franklin on foxwood <laughs> drive and he had a big metal hook attached to a beam in his garage his parents set that up for him when he was a young kid and he had told me he had worn through that hook three times wow. the just from going in there Punching and doing in. repetitions. So let me tell you something. If you underestimated him, you know, his reverse punch was so powerful. His timing was impeccable. Timing is critical. You can be great at everything, mm-hmm. but if you do it at the wrong time, you get nowhere. Yeah. So, you know, he was inspirational to me and still is today uh, for the concept of, you know, work hard, do the repetitions. And in in, in, in karate is Japanese so you know taekwondo is korean kung fu is more chinese or you know mm-hmm. karate is mostly jap it comes from japan or Okinawa originally i don't know how far we want to go with yeah, this. yeah. i could keep going yeah, that's, yeah. but but the point is is that the japanese culture believes in kata shikata yeah, yeah yeah so it's not just kata the movements in karate it's a concept of repetition of perfection yep. you know well that's
1: in everything that they do making yeah. sushi yeah, like, that's right you know making uh like you know noodles it's like you be you, even after 20 years of practicing uh this form or whatever you're still not a master yep. you have to continue to master making rice like well, they say
0: <laughs> the japanese who are into this will say that the uh origami and sumo is the same concept mm. because in origami you have that one stroke, and if you make yeah. a mistake, it's done. And in sumo, boom, you have the start, and they so it's the same concept yep. of getting right. So fight was a great inspiration for me for karate, and then he switched and he joined another instructor who opened him up to competition, and yeah. he, he 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 fought a lot and he won a lot around the world. Wow, that's And then awesome. I, I ended up joining that school for a while, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Ravi Ravagan, who had a Uh, His dojo in his backyard on Easton Avenue, uh, right down in uh, uh, across from now. There's um, there was a Stone Cold Creamery there for a while. I think they make Indian sandwiches there. There's a hill on the other side, and he had a house. We used to drive up, and there was a circle driveway. Wow! And in that house, Frank and his crew won world championships. Wow, that's crazy! And and, and serious karate happening in that backyard. Ravi was very intense. Mm-hmm. Very explosive. He was a little bit, of, I would say, ahead of his time as far as uh, concepts of explosion, of dynamic movement, you know. And, uh, you know, I, my Kung Fu instructor had moved away. I had trouble finding uh, legitimate Kung Fu instruction that, I, yeah. that resonated well with me. So, you know, I got into that. And then uh, Frank opened his own school, and he became a satellite school to Fumio Demura, who brought karate to the U.S. Wow. many years ago. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he was based in Orange County. California yeah and after a little while I joined Frank over there and that that was a little more he kind of tightened up the katas and stuff and it was good good experience for me to really sort of uh, get away from my own physicality which was great that Ravi brought out you know and uh, the explosiveness and everything and to, to kind of examine some other types of roots of karate, not better, not worse, but different, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just to actually see that and get into that. So I got black belts from both of them. Oh,
2: wow. I and didn't know that.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I consider myself a former black belt because I haven't been training at that <laughs> yeah, level yeah, yeah. still, but I met a lot of friends in the karate world and I had a wow. good time and um, well, I would go out to California once a year, you know, to train there and it worked out well because, not to digress, I had a very close friend when I graduated college, I got a job working for an airline one of my closest friends was a pilot there and a major profound incident in my life was that he dove into a pool by the diving board and broke his neck and came up a quadriplegic.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: Pat Ryden's wonderful guy. Uh, Very inspirational guy for me before his accident. He and I were supposed to go away for four days. I'm waiting at the airport. He doesn't show up. I'm like "Eh." and then I found out what happened. Wow. I ended up driving his truck across country his parents uh, at the time uh, changed to the house and made it configured it for he remained a quadriplegic till he passed away
1: that's insane and he
0: lived about five miles from the international headquarters for fumio demura's karate organization uh-huh. so frank happened to be looking for a new place to go pick fumio demura and then this happened with Pat and it was sort of a no-brainer. I would go out there once or twice a year, stay at Pat's house with Pat and the family and enjoy this profound friendship I mm-hmm. had with this amazing person and then train the over train. at the yeah. dojo. That's awesome. Of course, in the martial arts world, they, they think I was running down to the beach to play or something, which I was, because I got balance, <laughs> but, uh, but I took, um, so that that was you know it was uh, it was an opportunity for me to continue my martial yeah. arts and also it worked out kind that, of unique i just awesome. wanted to bring that up because pat was yeah. very inspirational in my life that's incredible because when he went he was very uh he was a great bowler he was he liked to dance and stuff and he was a good athlete yeah it's so unfortunate uh, something so, like that so happened oh it, it can happen look mm-hmm. i didn't dive in uh water or a pool for many decades yeah i, I dove we'll get to the philippines yeah so if i remember the first time i dove almost maybe I don't know 15 20 years after Pat had his injury the first time I dove but maybe I'll tell you yeah. about that later but um man but it inspired me my mom too had multiple sclerosis so mm-hmm. wonderful woman but you know she had some physical problems and as much as we talk about who's great and who's wonderful the disabled have to run a marathon to get to the breakfast yeah, table yep. every day. Yeah. Okay, Count your so,
1: blessings if you. And also there.
0: respect the strength that they show. Yeah. You know, and I did, and I and so I would started running when I, I moved down to the shore. I lived down uh, near the ocean, and I some of the guys were running, and I I, I incorporated running into my training, and uh, you know I would run sometimes, and I would get tired, and I would think, do this for mom, do this for Pat. You know, mm. you still have it. You won't always have it. Wow. Not, all of us.
1: No, absolutely. So do what you can do. Yeah, that's awesome, Jay. Yeah. Um, so then you have a Chinese Kung Fu background, then you moved into karate, um, and then you got into jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, and did you start with Brian?
0: Uh, Brian? No. Back- oh, you didn't start with not. Brian. So Frank, uh, you know, was uh, we, we, we trained hard. I was, again, I want to say, and by the way... Uh, I talked to Brian before I came here. I said, Brian, Simon's going to ask me about other martial arts. And you know what Brian said.
1: Yeah. Cool. He's like, whatever. No, not whatever. He Actually, he's like, talk about it. Yeah, I love Brian. Spread the word. Yeah, Brian is, he's so like, he doesn't care. You know, he's he's all about spreading the the jujitsu and... You know, I guess it's good, the lawyer good, in me that would say
0: yeah. no, Simon. So, mean, he does care. The thing is, when you say he doesn't care, yeah. he, doesn't care, oh, no, he does care. Oh, he does care.
1: Yeah, he you doesn't I mean? care because he does care.
0: Yeah, you know? he wants you to go out and experience those exactly. things. Exactly. Oh, to this day, if I go to the Philippines right? I go down to Philly to train, yeah, you
1: train with some incredible. Yeah. Like you've trained with. Uh, well, you can. You continually train with Phil mclarese not no, continually or I've from been time to time, time a few times yeah, yeah, tell yeah. you guys go down there. yeah but I would call Brian before mm-hmm. I go
0: to train even now I'm 56 years old. Okay. Brian, hey, so I'm okay. he's like it's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. but just out of that I think it's the traditional respect thing that you know No, think, and right? I, I think
1: that's important yeah. absolutely um the tradition you know, I, I think when people are doing things behind like you know you're like training or compete like you, know, you never want to do things where you're doing things with behind people's back. You yeah, know? I think I think being transparent and open is in anything, like it doesn't have to be just you know, uh, jiu jitsu, it could be like a relationship, you know. You don't yeah, to, it helps, you know, like ships. you don't need, to, you you don't don't need wanna, to live
0: three four different yeah, lives at the same yeah, time. Yeah. But like, I was training with Frank and I loved it. Frank's in, uh, and he's over in Bridgewater now, mm-hmm. I think, of uh, some real Bridgewater area. And, um, you know, anyone interested in a traditional. Karate, you know, really learning that style, you got to go there. Yeah. So um, I had, uh, I was training with him, but I started to learn. Well, I think somebody left Ravi's school and went to Alex Wilkie's Mm. over in Bridgewater, and uh, I knew the guy, and we would talk once in a while, and he talked about these guys are for real, you know, and. uh, uh, and I wanted to get into some ground fighting. You know, as silly as it is, you're walking around, you know, you can fight, you do the Kung Fu, Karate and stuff. But I hadn't wrestled in yeah. high school or college. I wrestled on the side with yeah, guys. Yeah. I grappled. Mm. But I hadn't had profound, Level, repetitive, yeah. technical <coughs> knowledge. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, that guy looks pretty tough. <laughs> you know, what happens if it goes to the ground, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's a
1: whole other world.
0: And this was 1998. Wow. I went over to Alex's uh with frank's permission i said you know look i want to do some ground fighting stuff
1: and i started to fall off of
0: karate i was not i was uh i gave a hundred percent when i trained in the dojo but i wasn't into i didn't have kids i was they had would have competitions and you know you'd go to a school or something and it was like 14 hours of waiting for your turn mm-hmm. and i just you know there was no reason for me to be there yeah i always used the martial arts as my in, in a way that it, comported with my appreciation for nature, you know, Mm. Kung Fu helped me with the grief I had for my dad and just and just organizing my life and, 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 and setting goals and those sorts of things. And we trained outside. So my initial orientation to martial arts was that you stood in a horse dance in the woods. You know what I mean? So that's how I felt. So karate, too. It also helped me um, I would train a lot in the winter time when it got dark at four 30 mm. and you're in this well lit room like this, you know, in the summers, I often wouldn't train as much to my sh- instructor's chagrin, but I'd be <laughs> swimming in the ocean <laughs> till late 30 at night. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, f- with Frank's blessings, I went and I started training with Alex Wookiee cause uh, David Eve was there oh, and, um, Alex was a great guy. Uh, he's a, he's a, uh, he had a, a very, uh, his school was very unique, uh, it was uplifting. Yeah. But you know, he was a guy who had machine gun pictures or motorcycles <laughs> or this and that. You know, had cops and robbers come in. On Friday night, people could pay 10 bucks to come in and fight. I used to call it a uh, Defendants Night Out. Oh, wow. And Alex was a, was a great guy. He's a very, you know, very good in martial arts, a long uh, pedigree of martial arts yeah. and experience and training. And he gave everybody nicknames and he, I think he started calling me um, Ken Doll and a Gee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, didn't stick, thank God. <laughs> G.I. Jew was another one I got for a while. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, if you know,
1: if, oh, man, I'm yeah. going to have to bring that one back. <laughs> yeah,
0: So uh, it was cool. You know, back G. in the day, though, G. he would line up 10, 20 guys would come in, and he would line up 10 guys, and 10 guys would sit on you and mount with gloves on. Oh. He'd set the timer, and, and you'd have to don't... try to get him out. Yeah. Or 10 guys would put 10 guys in a headlock now you know we kind of got and i think he also is at the point where oh maybe you shouldn't get in that headlock you know tap if you're in a headlock but not really but um so it was a very physical you know experience and it was good also you know for yeah. me uh you know he would open up with i don't know 200 jumping jacks and a bunch of stuff it was Yeah a, it yeah, was a yeah, good yeah. thing good. And I did it for about a year or two but like once or twice a week and David would come in and David invited me to come up and everyone but he kind of invited me to come up to uh to North Jersey where he was in Morristown that was a big haul big drive and David was busy he would sometimes get in like an hour after class started and you know, it was kind of hard, you get tired by nine mm-hmm. o'clock at night. So uh, but that was my orientation That's what happened. I started to learn ground fighting with Alex Wilkie. There were a few guys there that were very good. Uh, at the time, I think it was a blue or maybe new purple belt, Billy Loftus. And Billy's a great guy. Um, he's a black belt now. And he's actually Alex's Brazilian jiu jitsu instructor. Oh, now. okay. And I uh, Billy and I've helped each other out over the years. He's a great guy. You know, I think I don't want to misquote I think he's 175 maybe mm-hmm. you know um, and uh, you know he's an older guy now too not that old but you know he talks about not rolling with really really big dudes really powerful dudes where he can get hurt and just you know using yeah. the martial art Learned in that a healthy now. way mm-hmm. so so that's what happened that was my orientation and then I stopped. I just I had gotten enough of it. I think one time I remember I was watching two guys with jujitsu tattoos, and they were rolling up in this little ball. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's kind of weird. It was like half guard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I had a, I had gone through and experienced enough, and just for whatever life reasons, I stopped. Yeah. And then uh, a number of years later, a buddy of mine called me and said, look, there's a guy Brian Katz over in North Brunswick. He's good, man. And I thought, oh, God, you know, some, some Jewish kid with nunchucks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah.
0: Brian Katz is not that no, guy. No,
1: no, he is not. <laughs> so that's
0: how I got to Brian.
1: Yeah, awesome. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you've, you have you know, faced injuries and things like that. So, you know, I'm sure there's been times where you took times off and took came back. And, oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of know, time off. Yep. so, but you've been training for quite a long time, you know.
0: You know, I did a couple, like a year, I would say, two years time-wise, but probably maybe what we consider to be maybe a year of training. And then I came to... Brian's but I uh, I had a neck I had been in a couple yeah. car accidents oh, and uh, hit from behind hard yeah and then plus you know life and training yeah, yeah, you know what and uh, sure. I remember I something popped in my neck I didn't even feel it that night in class and yeah, overnight like the, next, the day. next
1: day the burning in the forearm oh, and the fingers. yeah that's, I was
0: I was out I took off and then I, I was a, done for like three years
1: yeah that you can't you mess know, around with
0: I just I just stopped but then I went back so I've been on and off like I'm probably you know training 10 years but i actually first time i got on a jiu-jitsu mat was in 1998 yeah you know
1: it's incredible i mean you can feel all of it (laughs) when we were rolling um i i I know the the guys that train with us uh can also agree with me that you are a Probably the toughest Jewish guy on this time. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> or uh, what was it? Razor razor's like the uh, the knife, right? You're yeah. like the Jewish hammer.
0: I'm like the, uh, the corner of the cinder <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But um yeah, man, that's incredible. Well, well, you're, Brian you're... calls
0: me a bag of wrenches.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or you have a hammer. I'm trying you know what
0: though, all kidding aside, my pursuit, my and I think it I have some of it I'm working on more is to find that smoothness, you know, mm-hmm. to find the sweeps. I mean, what I love about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is the is the is the uh, expression of the human body, the mm-hmm. dynamics of being able to move someone else, a resisting yeah. force, and uh, all those things. And I found some people that are fantastic at it. Brian, of course, included. You know, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I have so, tremendous amount of respect for him, and I'm, you know, I just I'm lucky I found the guy. Yeah, he's a great guy, amazing person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian's the man, um, who I We'll have as the last episode. Oh, nice! (laughs) He's my you say the best for last. Uh, But Brian's definitely you know he's he's played a quite a big role in my life. Um, So now that we're you know we talked about your martial arts, um, you know it's like how do we tie how do you tie all that in with how you even got into law? You were partying, you're doing you know martial arts, you're you know addicted to nature, you know like how or why would you even? Think of law. You know what drew you to law? That would, that's that's not something I would think. You know, someone with that back that type of background would probably want to get into. You know, I can't say that I
0: was. That I always wanted to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I um, I was driving home one day to my mom's house in Somerset, New Jersey, from uh, college in New Jersey. And I passed a hotel on Route 1, and there was a sign, People Express Airlines. I went home, put a suit on, got back, and that was my first job out of college. For a year and a half, wow. I worked, or two years, I worked for the airline, where I met Pat, right? Mm. And then I, um, they had talked to me about moving down to Texas, and I just, I didn't want to continue in the airline industry for any number of reasons. I didn't think it was a career choice for me, although I got to tell you, it was awesome. I mean... I could fly to St. John's for 5 bucks. Oh, wow. And then the guy that rented the Jeep said, oh, People Express, mom, you just brought in like 10 guys. they give you a Jeep for the insurance <laughs> cost.
1: Oh, my goodness. And I remember
0: we get a, bo- a couple of bottles of rum with no label on them, and you buy a cinnamon stick and break it and put it <laughs> in a rum. And the rum was Mount Gay Rum at the uh-huh. time. It became Mount Gay Rum. They now have a label. And uh, drive around the island and crash on a beach, and wow. I could go anywhere for free. And let me tell you, that changed when I started law school. Yeah. <laughs> changed big time. It was a tough transition. But what had happened was the, the career was running out with the airline industry. I worked in operations control. I worked on the airplane. I worked at, on the ramp a little bit. Um, it was really wow, cool. I never knew that. Oh, it was a great experience working for the airline. And, mm-hmm. and People Express was notorious for uh, canceling. people. I worked in operations control. What did you do there? Cancel flights. Um, uh, but so uh,
1: We can all be bad at you for
0: <laughs> Well, you know, it was $39 yeah. to Boston, so you had to have a little flexibility. Yeah. You had $69 flights from Newark to Miami. That's incredible.
1: Uh, I and can't it was even a party
0: imagine. on the plane yeah, all the way down. I, I cannot imagine. People Expresses, we could do it a couple of hours on that. Yeah. I met some good people there that also inspired me, you know, mm-hmm. in the course of my life. But um, I was thinking about what to do for a job when I knew that the airline was over, and I. I, uh i kind of realized i wanted to be able to work for myself and uh, in order to do that you have to have talent and there was nothing in particular that i was extremely talented at and i wasn't going to start a law <laughs> school i mean start a uh, martial arts uh, school i didn't see that as a career choice um, but i enjoyed uh my brother became a lawyer before me. Oh, my brother was an english major at Rutgers. he's about seven years even older know you than had a me brother. yeah older brother seven years older than me and uh he had gone to law school so i think that obviously opened up the concept and the opportunity and my mom always wanted, oh, you be a lawyer get a law degree you never know what you can do with it nothing if you're not a lawyer you know but you know jewish mom gotta be a lawyer you know so i think but that i obviously had some influence on my decision making yeah um she also told me to get into computers in 1979. Oh, study go. computers only college. that's what you want to do and it was like binary basic yep. stuff and you'd be
1: making sure she, had, money right she now. said
0: one day in 1979 she said one day people are going to be communicating with computers
1: yep.
0: damn i should have listened to that <laughs> you'd
1: be you'd be probably yeah.
0: quite rich right there now there you go yeah so anyway uh so law school was a i want to say it was default but i i enjoyed Uh, you know, my brother had gotten a job at the prosecutor's office and then he was working and you know, I I got to observe him. I went up to Boston when he was in law school a couple of times. And um, again, I felt like it would give me more discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, just just challenging myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't totally cut out for uh, the heavy scholastics. And I remember my brother said to me, "You're not going to law school to be the best law student. You're going to law school to be a lawyer." Wow. And I had worked at this great job, so I told myself, you know, get a 3.0, get a B average, work because you got to make money. Yeah. You know, don't worry about what everybody else is doing and go and learn. And the first semester of law school, I was practically miserable.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, I had 6 classes a lot of the guys were a lot of the kids had law backgrounds of some sort or another more than I did and uh, it was very challenging you yeah. know but I decided that's what I want to do that I would get that law degree mm-hmm. and see what I was gonna do with
1: it yeah so you stuck with a lot of your well you had a lot of grit and you just cut right through it you yeah there was it. a
0: lot of hard work
1: yeah yeah um and then after you graduated you did you or immediately begin working for like a big firm You like,
0: had to um, you had to pass the bar and uh, you know, talking about concepts in this in this uh, mm-hmm. dialogue we're having, it was very interesting because the bar exam. Y- there were logic type questions I can't remember an exact question but let's say there was a section that you think have would have nothing to do with the law there's four houses one's green one's yellow one's blue huh. one's red one has purple shutters one has blue one has this one and one has no house with an orange door can be anywhere next to any and wow. in, what 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 house did Joe go into um. and I, I was crying. <laughs> I was crying. I got them all wrong. You know, I couldn't get I had no idea. I'm going to... So what happens is you get old bar exams. You can get them. Yeah. And you go through the old bar exams and you fail them miserably and you realize you spent money on law three years, you know, away from being in jacuzzis around the world with the yeah. airline and you ain't getting your... You ain't passing yeah. the bar. But repetition. I started doing those problems over and over mm, and over and over you again. You yourself. And something happened. And yeah. I believe this is with everything I, I right? believe it, the, the brain is a malleable organ you know and you talk about in the in the in the uh, opening video for this series about the battles with depression mm-hmm. and things like that and I think that uh, people tend to uh, serious profound depression is a disease yeah and I think we make not light of it but we we, we, we don't talk to it. people about healing like we would yeah. tell someone with cancer no we don't just understand get that. better yeah we don't you understand know? it mm-hmm. but and I think um, also with language, we we give depression a very wide blanket. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I don't want to digress too much, but, you know, I used the word grief before. You know, somebody, somebody's parent dies now, and, you know, two weeks, you're back at work or a week, and you're just supposed to accept that. Yeah. But if you look at society, a culture, religion, there's always a place for Profound grief and the yeah. Jewish religion you're supposed to uncover the the gravestone for a year because mm-hmm. that's the grieving process who yeah. really gets to grieve yeah. for, for a full year, so I digress there But the point is that you know, you start thinking these negative thoughts and you start carving these channels, you know And I, I started to learn from the martial arts and then even the studies in law and the especially these logic tests It didn't matter what I thought I hated it. I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. the more I did it the better. I got at yeah. it. Yeah, Wow! You know, the better I got at it, and I did really well on the bar exam, Um, and I studied really hard because I didn't want to fail. It was just like I would have been profoundly upset, and you know, I wasn't sure still about what I wanted to do in law, but I knew. But you
1: kicked it. And a buddy of mine
0: who 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 had passed uh, the bar exam a year before said, "Look, man, you're on the passing train or you're on the failing train. Wow! Be on the passing train." beyond the bad how do you get on the passion you stay on the train and I you know so that was um the lesson there I think again is repetition of technique yep that's a basic level of excellence of expertise but some people never get there if you really want to excel beyond that you can't just do that rote repetition all the time you have to start to add some flavor to it but initially speaking don't let your mind get in the way just keep going. Yeah, you know, that just keep working it. Just drill, drill, drill. That's um,
1: so I've been saying throughout this whole project. Um, I've been trying to get at you know what makes people successful, or what makes people pass things, or keep doing things, or uh, you know achieve something. You right. know, and everybody has said the same thing. You want to get good at Jitsu? show up, right? Yeah, show up and train and 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 do the drills, Re- repetition and yeah. repetition. Um, you know, as you're talking about um, passing the bar exam, you know, you, as you said, you couldn't accredit it to your, you know, innate in, in, in in, knowledge. Innate knowledge, right? Yeah. Um, you had to learn, right? And the only way for you to learn was to drill, 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 constantly, so to speak, practicing, you know. And I'm sorry, no, no. Yeah, I was saying, um, and I'm finding that to be the, the, the key to everything, right? Just show up. And practice 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 you know there's like the there's a book on mastery that i've been reading um or i've read where they say ten thousand hours is what you is required in order to master something but you need to spend that time practicing right in yeah. brazilian
0: jiu-jitsu ten thousand hours is what's needed to master
1: your blue yeah. belt <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right exactly I, you know and then um you know and and it, so many things uh even the book of five rings that uh, i bring up a lot in this yeah. Um, you know podcast uh, I think about that book a lot it's like you become a black belt at something but it helps that that black belt translates to everything else in your life because you've learned how to if you let over, it, yeah, if you let it you, you've learned how to overcome uh, you know times of, of great you know resistance right you if you quit you would have never gotten your black belt that's right true. so as you beat this resistance Um, and you've become a master at something. You can master almost anything else because you have that ability to keep going. You know, you've learned to beat the resistance, you
0: know. Yeah, people say it's going to take me six years to do that. And there's, you know, the famous saying, well, if you don't do it, what are you going to be in six years? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the couple of concepts that you brought up, one is the drilling, the concept of drilling. And I, I guess this dialogue's going back and forth for, you know, for, for the eight people that are going to end up watching this, <laughs> two of whom don't practice your dancing. Uh you know. Um, the concept of drilling, you know, there, you'll hear different arguments. Some guy, oh, drilling is mm-hmm. a waste of time. Or drilling, you know, I just—it's not well, fun. Yeah. You know what though? I think that you know, it's it, it's a definitional thing. What is drilling? Yeah. I mean, if if you're not a driller, but you're rolling with a one guy and you're meeting him at six in the morning, you know, repeatedly, or you know, there's guys you roll with, and you're not going to always try to kill each other. I mm-hmm. mean, that's not what it's about. You're flowing. And that's, that's sort of drilling, right? Yeah, It's a different type of drilling than maybe going through one move. I personally, I like drilling. Part of the reason I also like to find days where I'm drilling with guys is maybe it is because I'm older. You know, it's controlled. It's less wear and tear mm-hmm. on the body. And let me tell you, you do an hour drilling session with you and I. Oh, do an yeah. hour drilling yeah. session. We're going to be drenched, so yeah. man. It's a, it's an amazing workout: flexibility, strength, endurance. But absolutely, um, I think the concept of repetition is you know is definitely um, I- important. It's not the be all and end all, though. As you get to those higher levels, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, if you're yeah. a professor at Rutgers and you're learning your sciences, or if you're, you know. Um, whatever it may be a duck carving ducks whatever you know repetition is extremely important and it's great to get yeah. you to that level but absolutely i think once you get to a black belt so to speak you know you if you're really into your art and it ha- and you're not still fighting the tide which is a concept i like mm-hmm. to use you've become a new white belt you just see mm-hmm. how exactly. much more there is and then it's, like, whoa, it's like whoa i don't wow. know
1: yeah I hit it's that. true
0: yeah, we say it. We give word power to it, and we don't. A lot of people. That's not really true. No, yeah. it's true, man. Yeah, you know? I,
1: I realized that actually a couple months ago, as I've been teaching um, on Thursday nights, and I'm like, man, everything I've learned so far, it's just a drop of in, in the bucket. Like yeah. this is infinite, and I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, well, this is crazy. There's there's so, this this style or this martial art I've been doing, um, I haven't seen what it, how it's all combined and how it's all connected. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, I have to start back from zero again. And, you know, you, you know? roll with different
0: people and, and sometimes it's a very clear study. Brian, I told you, when I go to the Philippines, we'll mm-hmm. get to that. I train there with a guy that really opened up my eyes in a different way. Brian opens up my eyes uh he said he says t- with his blessings, I go to roll with Ricardo uh, Milerries.'s his day class. it's Phil Milerries. Mm-hmm. who's become a friend of mine. I had met him almost over day. Well oh,
1: he did a, he did a um what do you call it our school?
0: And uh, there's one guy down there, Josh Vogel that I yeah. train with, and he's a very unassuming, quirky guy, great guy, really good sense of humor. He has a thing called the sloth report. And uh, I recommend it even for people who don't do jujitsu. It's really cool. He has a very unique way. He's a skateboarder, mm. but he really is into body. That dy- name
1: sounds familiar. He's studying a lot of uh, body
0: dynamics and stuff. I oh, mean, okay. I'll roll with him and I'll be in his guard. And I'm like, okay, my knees are spread. My base is good. I'm balanced. I'm okay where I'm at. I know he's gonna catch me. And then I'm looking at the ceiling. And he's got this sweep and it's it's the kind of sweep where you're going over and you compliment him on your way over. Yeah. Wow, nice sweep. Thanks, man. <laughs> and so you know you learn intuitively yeah. that there's a new world to explore and to yep. learn in the dynamics of movement of body. But you gotta seek that out. You can't be afraid to go somewhere and roll with people that are yeah. that are better than you.
1: Absolutely. So after you got your uh, bar or you pass the bar, yeah. you you're now a, I guess I, I don't know too much about the lawyer world. Um, so once you pass your bar, are you officially a lawyer then? Or? So, so you got to have different states have different requirements. Okay. Um, and I haven't looked at New
0: Jersey's in a while because I could pass the bar in 1989. <laughs> so I'm okay. getting old, man. Yeah, yeah. But the bottom line is once you pass the bar and you have a degree, you can, you're you authorized to practice law. You get admitted oh, to practice law. Oh, okay. You know, and then you got to find somewhere to practice. Yeah. They use the word practice, you know. And
1: you started out... Uh, with a with a pretty prestigious I started firm. out with a small
0: firm. Oh, a small I firm. I actually, okay. I got a job working for a. a, a well, they describe themselves as a bankruptcy, a boutique bankruptcy law mm. firm. I'd like to think I'm talking too much, but that's the point <laughs> of this, right? <laughs> yeah. In law school, I was. I came back to law school after a summer, and I took an international law class, and I was really excited about mm. it. And the professor died over the summer. Oh my so god. So they told me, "Hey, you got a couple of choices here." So I picked bankruptcy law, and I had a really great instructor in bankruptcy law. Uh, Doretzky is a, a, was a was a competent and yeah. a cool bankruptcy lawyer out of Philadelphia. He was really neat. I mean, the last class he took us all out to a cool Chinese restaurant oh, in Philadelphia <laughs> Chinatown. You know, he was pretty laid back, cool guy, very smart. Mm-hmm. And I was a good student. I you know, I by no means was I the best. Far from it. You know, but I actually worked hard, and I think I showed moments of excellence, especially, yeah. you know. Like I said, I was a big boy. I had worked, you know, before I went. I went back to law school. I was paying for it myself. The classes I liked and I enjoyed. I worked really hard at the classes that just didn't resonate with me. The teachers I didn't dig. Yeah. You know, I remember what my brother said, "You're not here to be the best law student. Just get it done. Just get it done." So, um, but bankruptcy was cool. So what happened was, it's a long story. To make it short, they, you know, where do you want to do? Well, you know, again. If you've only touched an area of law or anything in your life, people are like, oh, I don't like that. You don't even know. You're just touching the beginning. You don't know what it can become, you know? So I wanted to do something that could help me pay off my student loans, yeah. you know? Tell me what job you have for me and I'll do it. And going and doing this bankruptcy class, and it was sort of a, uh, he had a uh, an internship type of look at it where we did live studies. I ended up getting a job with a bankruptcy law firm and i learned a lot there and then i was offered a job by a bigger firm uh a more i guess you could say prestigious (laughs) firm which was not really what i was cut out for you know i wasn't the guy that wanted to wear a lawyer patch on my sleeve but i took the job it was twice the pay and um i i I learned a lot there i tried to work hard there i uh i didn't it wasn't you know a place that i was going to continue on um they were very good lawyers and I learned a few essential things there, you know. Um, one of them was that I didn't belong there,
2: you know, mm, in wow. a big
0: firm, in that type of environment with heavy billable hours. I went to Thailand for vacation. I remember one of the partners said, how come you're not going out to our, you know, tennis club or something? I don't play tennis. I went, yeah, And I did yeah. Muay Thai. I went to Thailand. I traveled yeah. around. You were back. Breed. What's breed. <laughs> I came back, and I was a uh, 13-hour time change. And I woke up. So I went to the office at 5 in the morning, and there were lawyers there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they were there when I left that day. And that's good. They worked hard. But it it wasn't the path I wanted. But I put about two years in there and got a lot of good experience.
1: Most important
0: thing I learned was to have facts backing up everything you say in legal documents. Mm. Don't become a witness in your own case. Uh, Don't 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 proffer facts that you've essentially made up because you really weren't there unless unless you were Um, but the bottom line is i always learn if you're going to say something back it back it up and have somebody credible to back it up or it may not forget about the game of winning and losing It just may not be true if you can't back it up. Maybe it's not true. Maybe you need to find what is true and make that work for you. So I learned some valuable lessons. Wow! But I left that firm and I went to Hawaii for about four and a half. Oh my gosh, yeah! I (laughs) hiked around each island.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I was done, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You needed to reset. Oh, yeah, get back. And then did you shortly open your firm? No, I came back um, because
0: I was practicing bankruptcy law. What happened was this was a great opportunity for me. I want to say the first firm I worked in, I was really lucky. One of the associates there was Kathy Ferguson, and she really helped me out a lot back then. She was just a very smart, uh, very competent, very relaxed woman, you know, and uh, really an inspiration to me. And the way there was, there was one partner there. He did his three martini <laughs> lunches, you know, and he was a very knowledgeable bankruptcy attorney. But we somewhat clashed, you know. Yeah. He, or he just screamed at me a lot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, you know, and if I'm incompetent, I'm incompetent. Don't yell at me. Just yeah. give me a different job. So anyway, but Kathy kept me measured, and uh, she's now the chief judge of the United Bankruptcy Court. Wow. So she went on to do great That's things. Incredible. But I, you know, she inspired me. And then um, Roberta De Angelis was one of the partners there, and she's involved with the United States Trustee's Office, and she was very measured and calm and I remember one time she gave me two briefs to do and I was sick I had like a hundred fever but not enough to not come to work and they were on both sides of the issue so I was arguing <laughs> both sides of two different cases Wow and she complimented me you know I wasn't a star for sure but I, I, I did well in court on my feet mm-hmm. so Greenbaum Row needed an attorney they were very busy and they needed someone in court a lot of times when you got a job with a big firm like that you got stuck in a dungeon yeah and i i was hired i was on my feet in court a lot yeah but that started to change and i started whatever reason the dynamics of the law firm they started to put me into that dungeon and i wasn't that kind of you know get down on the yeah. paper drill in a windowless type of environment mm-hmm. that wasn't yeah. it just didn't work with me you know mm-hmm. I, I i i can work hard i mean but I, mean, I can't i can't do 12 hours in a room yeah. digging deep on data and numbers and things yeah that's i crazy. can do you know I can yeah. if I had to, yeah. but you know now yeah. I don't have to because I have my own firm and I've designed it my yeah. own way. So I finished with Greenbaum Row and then I, I, uh, I realized um, that I sort of in a certain way, I don't want to say reached the pinnacle because I hardly became excellent there, but I had gotten to experience working in a large law firm that you really need to be a 4.0 and you need yeah, to have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be yeah. on law review yeah. and all this stuff that I knew I wasn't going to do in law school. I needed to make money, work, and keep balanced, but I managed to get in yeah. and have that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible. So I treated myself to four and a half, five months in Hawaii, and I hiked around. I did karate out there. There was uh, there yeah, were some yeah. karate schools yeah. that I knew of that would kind of meet, but I slept out almost every night outside, wow. camping out or sleeping out. And uh, you know, I had a, you know, Hawaii was wonderful.
1: You are a hippie at heart. Hippie at heart, and I came <laughs> back and the, I worked for <laughs> <suit>. <laughs> yeah. I worked for a few firms
0: doing. Uh, I, I wanted to get some jury trial experience. Yeah, federal bankruptcy law. There aren't jury trials. Mm. That point, I knew I wanted to go out on my own. So I worked for a couple like insurance defense firms where where I had the opportunity to do a few jury trials, and. Um, uh you know that gave me a little more confidence and more understanding and more breadth and yeah. that and the prospect of law but those firms are kind enough to let me bring on bankruptcy cases mm. so i started doing individual bankruptcy cases even though they didn't have that they let me add that to the practice very kind of them and then i left that those firms one end and then the other which uh i moved to the shore because one of the firms was down there so now i lived at the ocean and i could swim in the morning <laughs> before i woke up Swim in the ocean at night yeah run on the boardwalk and do your work i just loved it That's and then awesome. i opened my own
1: firm that's incredible yeah and um what is well you know for me you did um, my house right you did a real estate Mm -hmm. um uh, a contract right and uh, i know you don't particularly do real estate i know and I, i think we yeah. had a really weird situation. Remember, I think my, the the, the seller's lawyer, he passed away during, oh, yeah wonderful right? guy, wasn't it, too. yeah. You know, I'm trying He's to blank like his name, but he was a yeah. wonderful, wonderful yeah, person. Yeah, it was really Great crazy. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but your particular law that you focus on, I know you got my friend out of a ticket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it is it more
0: defense? Uh, well, this is what I, I, I did. Um, I came out of law school and um, I started doing uh oh I had some personal injury. I had the bankruptcy cases I was doing, and uh, I started doing a variety of area of laws. What happened was my brother uh eric Weinberg was um was uh starting to develop his practice and he got into uh product liability and personal injury mm. law in a and a in a way that uh, he's a major inspiration in, in the concept of success for me, my brother. Mm-hmm. My brother worked very hard for people. He worked for, he became, su- I don't know what I want to be careful saying became successful. Because what yeah, does that mean? Most, most people think, like, oh, uh, you got money. money yeah, yeah. People who money, the is money like are the miserable. Yeah, some yeah. People, it's you know. Me- me- but, measure of but success. But I'll tell you yeah. this, he became successful in helping the people who counted on him, mm-hmm. who needed him. Wow. In fact, you know, one thing he he he, he was working on was... He had somebody come in his office one day, many, many years ago, and they were ill, and they were hemophiliac. And they turned out that they had gotten this new disease from a blood transfusion called AIDS. Oh, my And no goodness. one knew about it. It was wow. just starting. And what happened was there, in New Jersey, there was a law. If you if I run you over with my car accidentally, it's a it's a tort, it's a negligence act, and you can. Oh, sue. that's
1: what tort is. Yeah. Oh, can, I never knew that. There you go. Oh up. my gosh. Wow, oh, that's, that's for people who want insurance. Right? I'm yeah. like, what the heck is tort? I don't need this. Tort can also be an assault. Disorder. It's sort oh. of it's broad. Oh, that's interesting. A tort
0: is usually an act of negligence. Oh my
1: gosh! I'm like, what the heck is tort? Why do I need to buy, and pay like twenty dollars more? Monthly? We can stop this
0: now. You learned something. <laughs> I, did. I learned
1: something.
0: <laughs> so what happened was there was a two year statute of limitations on suing for negligence. Well people who suffered from aids didn't know they had the disease for longer than two years after they acquired it and it turned out that most of the uh, pharmaceutical companies were taking blood donations and putting them in these cylinders and, and, and and getting the blood factor out of it and they were they were buying blood product, and it turns out they were buying blood product from a lot of places, but one was in China. Wow. And in China, they were then giving the blood back to the people who donated. Mm, so you goodness. were mixing blood from a thousand people and then giving it back to them so they could more quickly be ready to donate blood again.
1: Oh, interesting. I would think that would be for like, a, you know, um, EPO, like uh, where you take your blood out, mm. you spin it, you put it back in to help you with your cardio. Like it's, it's a, a, a like a lot of the cyclists do mm-hmm. that. Uh, um, yeah, I think uh, I, I would think that that would. But be this wasn't point. your own blood. Yeah, this they was like the blood it. of a. And there was age <laughs> in it. Yeah. so
0: there were huge swaths are in china that you, we haven't heard about that Crazy. where people have died from aids and have received no compensation oh
1: my god! so now this
0: blood clotting factor for hemophiliacs was, was it was required because hemophiliacs don't have clotting mm-hmm. factors so this helps to stop them from bleeding wow
1: but they're so AIDS bringing this story <laughs> around
0: my brother fought and created who was instrumental in creating law that uh changed the statute of limitations wow. so that it started to run when you first knew or should have known that you were that you had acquired this injury that That's you were injured yeah. and it, incredible it gave people an opportunity yeah. to get compensated but so many hemophiliacs uh you know had died from AIDS wow. you know wow. so so he was very instrumental in uh in you know in in setting the tone for me uh on uh, working hard but what happened was he had picked up Nordstrom as a client. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but he represented them in shoplifting, internal theft, oh, interesting. organized <laughs> retail crime. And what happened wow. was these cases would get sent to the local municipal courts because they weren't always so serious, or at least the prosecutor's office didn't think they were serious because they weren't connecting the dots uh-huh. and realizing that this guy who stole a couple of TVs will had a ring. Yeah. Oh my know. goodness. But yeah. these were going to the local municipal prosecutors who were dealing with traffic tickets yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah and um they were overwhelmed and you know or they just didn't have the time for it mm-hmm. i mean we had nordstrom has a uh, they had a uh, sort of a control station with cameras where yeah. they would zoom in and it was yep. incredible i have
1: friends that do and the work in that loss okay. prevention
0: So what happened was Eric flipped that to me. He's like, I don't have time for this anymore, take it. And then I created a brochure, I marketed, and I picked up Tommy Hilfiger, I picked up Sam's Walmart. So I started, so that's how I got into municipal court. I was prosecuting in like 10 or 12 courts. And I was explaining, like I knew defense attorneys would come, take get my guy a break. Listen, (laughs) we got 27 pictures of your guy. This is the time we caught him. Because the store personnel can get sued if they don't do a proper apprehension. Oh, wow. So they have to be very careful. So And then I also had organized retail theft. There's a lot of stories to tell about that. But suffice to say, while I was in court, I learned a lot about municipal court work, and I really enjoyed it. And I wasn't conflicted. If you're a prosecutor, you can't represent defendants. But as a private prosecutor for these stores, I wasn't conflicted from representing defendants. So people started coming up to me. They'd see me you know, in front of the judge talking, hey man, can I have your card? And I developed a municipal court practice. Wow. Now, along with that, I did product liability. And I worked on uh, one case in particular. Uh, I did a number of different types of personal injury and product liability cases. But I had a case with foodborne illness, which my brother's still practicing. Mm. And uh, some people had died from mono, uh, Lister- Listeria, oh, Listeria. Okay. monocytogenes. Mm-hmm. And it usually happens in poultry product plants. Yeah. And what happened was this plant was infected. I mean, I went in a plant. You should see. If I showed you how they made sliced turkey meat, you might uh, not be no, eating it anymore. it. So they're it was a huge case and one of the attorneys that was on board was fred pritzker out of minneapolis another guy that was very inspirational mm. in my life just really drilled the work yeah. and we got a big settlement of that i had a client who died i had a client who lost her uh, uh she was pregnant she lost both of them and she could not uh she couldn't get pregnant again so you know we had a group wow. of attorneys working on that and uh, it was an intense case baker mckenzie's the biggest firm in the world maybe they were on the other side wow and uh you know i remember i was one of the first ones in i had a big motion against them they had like 10 lawyers and me on the other side (laughs) david and uh they wanted to say that we weren't allowed to sue under under uh, new jersey state law because federal law preempted it and Uh they have a preemption attorney who they feel insane it was it was very interesting i was not again i wasn't totally into it i mean the end of the day you had to go home and the table was filled they sent reams and reams of documents and I had Mm -hmm. the opportunity to pursue that area of law yeah it was a tremendous amount of work not that I don't like to work hard I work hard at what I do Mm -hmm. but that required hours and hours and hours I mean on Sundays the lawyers that were involved in some of these cases you'd get 10 or 12 emails now it was great for them Fred Pritzker you know in Minneapolis great attorney my brother great attorney it wasn't for me you know yeah so You found a different... Um, And I could keep going. I I, I also, you know, I wanted to be, have that sort of general practice thing, but you got to be careful with general practice because law is complicated. Uh, But I wanted to help people, you know, so I got into real estate law. The problem with representing people in a residential real estate, the amount of money you make, and look, you know, I don't want to malign $1,000, $100, it's important to make money. But I couldn't walk away from that. Yeah. The realtors would constantly call. Mm-hmm. Everybody was in there. Every, it's just the it type so, of case. 200 yeah. phone calls, 200 yeah, emails, and you, you haven't reached the yeah. closing for a condo. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what I mean?
1: so stressful. Yeah. So I
0: picked and choose. I I, I moved you know, I with what I had.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I did it. and I'm No, going, and I appreciate that because yeah. I know that wasn't your thing. But, I started
0: to blend yeah. out of it. I started to move out of it. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm doing real estate cases. I, I have cases now mm-hmm. in real estate. But what happened was I found that you know being in municipal court I started to get into the criminal law area and that's what happened so I do municipal court in different towns are considered less serious offenses under Mm -hmm. and you're not entitled to a jury uh, in Mm -hmm. less serious offenses but um, less serious is really a terminology for lawyers because you can go to jail for six months in municipal court that's pretty serious for most people you know (laughs) with that I take some criminal cases I try I usually if I think it's a case of violence I mean I represent a couple of police organizations I respect that I, I don't respect you know obviously as a martial artist you know real serious violent cases yeah. I'm not the guy to represent no, you yeah. don't find someone else yeah. I get to choose yeah you know but That's I awesome. will take some like I have a few cases where I don't believe my guy was guilty mm-hmm. um, so what happened is my practice is sort of uh evolved to where you know the cases that I can work best with I do a lot of DWI a yeah. lot of you know uh, municipal court type stuff I do a lot of chapter 7 and chapter 13s
1: and what's oh, good really? about those Interesting. Yeah, Well for those who don't know it's bankruptcy yeah
0: Chapter seven is a personal liquidation. You wipe out your debt Mm -hmm. and get a fresh start. Chapter thirteen is a personal reorganization where you reorganize your financial structure. But those types of things I can do, and I can go away for three days or four days. I'm going tomorrow. I'm taking a bunch of my Lucas and a bunch of his buddies. (laughs) We're going to the Barnegat Lighthouse. Oh, that's awesome. Then we're climbing down. Then we're going to swim in Surf City, and then we're going to the water slides. Where is this? Down in Long Beach Island. Long Beach
2: Island. So I can
0: do that. And the courts work with me, I've been there in so many courts That's so, so cool. long, call them up, Jay, when are we scheduling this for? Find a date on the calendar, that week I'm blocking off, you know, okay. Yeah. And you know, after all these years, and, and doing a good job and being responsible to the court, you know, not, you know, showing up prepared, doing the right thing. We've um, developed an opportunity to have the courts respect us back, I think, and yeah. work with us as human beings. Yeah. And recognizing that Absolutely. we have an outside life, you know? Yeah. Recognizing that's awesome. that. And a prosecutor says to me, Oh my God, I didn't see that video. I didn't know that video was involved. No problem. Adjourn, Adjourn- yeah. it. I'll give you time.
1: Mom. Get ready. Yeah. You
0: know, and that goes back sort of to jujitsu too. Yeah. Some, hey, I'm injured. Oh, I'm going to kick your ass. No, yeah. oh, I'm going to go easy. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah, me yeah, what. Yeah. Hey, you okay? Sometimes you say, You okay? My yeah. shoulder's bad. Yeah. Go after the other shoulder. Yeah. You know?
1: Exactly so to re- to kind of reiterate what we talked about um you know i think for people watching maybe they somebody interested in going into law yeah. you know um you i think a lot of people think it's it's so like cutthroat and this and that like law law like that is a very serious 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 thing and i think you shine a different light you know you 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 did that part with the um uh, the big law firms and things like that, where you could, you literally could work 12 to 16 hours a day if you want to, yeah, okay. um, and make that crazy insane amount of money, right? Um, Maybe not
0: crazy insane money. Or yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. the clients are making the crazy insane oh, yeah. money. The yeah. risk takers.
1: Yeah, but uh, you can also, but then you can also work where you're enjoying your life and making and, more money and, than some of those yeah, partners now. Exactly. I'm serious? Yeah. yeah you can you can do it all, yeah. right? You 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 can choose. Uh, if you got what it takes right like like you talked about um even even having your martial arts background probably helping you with with just constantly like cutting through and making it happen right like you develop this grit that uh probably came from you know your 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 childhood but then into the martial arts yes. and then as you Did that? Now you're this great lawyer, living your life, you know? Well, black belt lawyer. (laughs) See,
0: I want to be careful with that though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I I, am I a great lawyer? You know, I try to be. um, Well, certainly you're. you're, I would say you are on a black belt level, right? You. You know, I just. I'm not just trying to be humble. It's just that you know that. I have clients you know we started this off and i i I, either with the word bloodsucker (laughs) yeah and that's just the the lining lawyers well that's that's what most people can think of you know i um of course i want to make a living i have to make a living that's why i'm doing this but when somebody decides i always say to my clients when when, when before they're my client we're sitting across from my desk now Mm -hmm. we i want to talk to you about legal fees one time i will give you a payment plan abide by it i don't want to have to be calling you up saying you didn't pay you know so the thing is once we come to a fee agreement that's it i don't care if i've charged you a hundred bucks or a hundred thousand bucks i made the decision to represent it's the principle so when you talk about you know being a black person like that all i know you know is that i want to make sure that if my client hires me that I don't miss a thing yeah, that I can take get care to them. help them. You know, I, right. it's my obligation to make sure that they have full access to the law. Yeah, you know, and if things are rough and they're and it's looking bad, and sometimes it is, but you know, another part of it is. Helping them to understand what reasonable expectations they yeah. should have. If somebody mm-hmm. says to me, "I need, I'm going to hire you, but you got to get me off," <laughs> I go find another out. lawyer because <laughs> you're guilty. <laughs> yeah. But I can get you a great deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, but, you know, but uh, yeah. not always. But you know, not always guilty. But there's different levels. Um, with, when you mentioned jujitsu, I can give you an example. Um, I. I was in trial not too long ago and the 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 uh, the, the prosecutor was very experienced. This was, was his last trial before he became the judge. The judge retired that was on the bench mm-hmm. and uh, he was very good and the cop was a captain. And you know, we had a non-jury trial in municipal court and I started to feel the butterflies a little bit. I mean, I've been doing this for how long Simon? but I'm sitting there at the desk and it's just natural. You know, I don't know what happened, but the prosecutor was excellent. And by the way, when I would show up to court, there were two or three or four times you show up before you actually start the trial. Come back in three weeks. And it was summertime. I'd always bring in ice cold. I had a little cool. I brought in ice care to the cop, to the prosecutor. Ice cold water. Making friends. Hey, You know, this is nothing not personal. What, what issues do you have? I mean, there's a few things. You hold your cards. But the prosecutor started going. And I just started to feel, oh, I'm like, whoa, my heart rate's He's going attacking. up a little. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, wait a, wait a second. Wait a second in a, this type of case the state goes first mm. i'm not able to talk and the prosecutor's taken his star witness and going through it and guess what i wasn't tapping out it was i felt it yeah. from a jujitsu yeah this i wasn't close i was safe <laughs> you <laughs> know i was on protecting my and i said our, <laughs> you're fine right now you know and in jujitsu what happens sometimes and i think it's very uh, i think it's i think you know, I think jujitsu is a great art. If you have any inclination to have your kids do it, do yeah. it. You learn that sometimes, you know, don't quit on the uh, possibility of a wonderful opportunity. If you're on top of me, we call side control, holding me down, trying. You have to move to improve your position. Mm-hmm. We go from control to submission, or we go from they say position to submission, trying to keep control of the other person the whole time to gain some sort of submission where the guy says, "Ooh, that could hurt." Yeah. And a lot of times, man, it's between the position to the submission that an opportunity. opens.
1: Arises, up. Yeah.
0: Right there in the middle of the fire, they got to move and they give you space. And it happened. I'm watching him and I heard the cop say something. And I went that, okay, that's what I wanted him to say. Did you
1: say objection? No, no no, oh, no, 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 no.
0: It was just that he, he, he you know, <clears throat> wonderful guy. I don't want him to malign him. But there were some problems with the state's case mm. and their burden of proof. And, you know, I got a little nervous uh, at first because it's starting and it's just natural, you know? And uh, and then I just realized, you know, from a jiu-jitsu perspective, you know, hang on a second. You're not tapping out, of yeah. course there's pressure. Imagine Brian saying, you lay on the ground and everybody gets the top control and tries to but you're not allowed, all you can do is, yeah. And so that's what I did. So there's a metaphor there for yeah. jujitsu that, you know, and, and it's true. You know that in the worst situations you have to remain calm and you have to find an opportunity and of course you have to trust your training partners if they tap out they're not going to hurt you you know and sometimes you put yourself in really bad positions in mm-hmm. fact as we get better we have to put ourselves yeah. in really bad positions. it's the leeway if somebody's like you're better than them in certain aspects you know you know to go into a really bad position deeper and deeper and deeper and brian who's mm-hmm. phenomenal he he puts himself so deep in, and then he just gives a light tap, and <laughs> yeah. you know, so um, so that's one incident and in, in many, even in the hallway. Also, when attorneys become aggressive, some guys can be sort of loud and obnoxious, and, and, and they try to get in, you know, mm. try to get uh, intimidating. And I just look, I just step completely back. I actually said to one guy one time, can I ask because you, you're yelling at me where this is very aggressive where can you tell me where this is going? Like, do you want to are you thinking about fighting me? Or are we just are we just playing a game where you're really showing me how upset you? are? Yeah, you're yeah. just like, what like, like, are you just trying to prove to me? Because I can hear you're yelling. Yeah, yeah but I can yeah. hear if you talk at a normal level.
2: Uh,
1: and it was just great, man. It just yeah. totally,
0: you know, I was just like, cause what is, I, I don't need that. Yeah,
1: know? absolutely. So that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I think about, like, you know, the, the, the even just closing my house is just so smooth with you.
2: Oh, thank you. You know,
1: and hey, anybody like, needs a lawyer, like, hit up Jay. I'll probably put your website and everything on the uh, description. That. I don't handle um, every type of law anymore. Yeah,
0: you know, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you I can find, you can I can, if I can
1: find, you know, if... Well, you yes. have a
0: network as well. Yeah, yeah. Strategic so alliances, as yeah. they say in the business world, you know, so, lawyers who are really good at what they do.
1: Yeah. So Jay will help you <laughs> in some way, shape, I'll, or form. I'll try. Or come, come in, train with us, and he'll, yeah. <laughs> he'll help you in that sense, yeah. right? So, um, yeah. I, well, you know, one question I come across: you have to appear in court. Have you ever had like a all, all, have you ever seen me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, And people are like, hey, what the heck? Why are you with a black guy? Like, does that happen? Or, you know, uh, or we just... went out to
0: the Philippines to visit Gigi's family, which you'll get to if I, yeah. I think I'm talking too much. And I roll with Steve Campius out there who's a 20-time world champion. <laughs> oh, Brian God. said, train with him. Yeah. Steve has become like a, a brother in a way to me. I think, I think he would say we're very close friends. Maybe because we only see each other once a year so we don't get tired of each other. But he's a New Zealander down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, super tough guy, man. He's in just really and again we can talk about if you want his training his solo training regimens but not to digress he nailed me on like the first day <laughs> and i had a perfect black eye like you know I, you know just a perfect it was actually yeah. beautiful you know yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. a picture there's this shop and lucas and i are in it and it's a victorian cookie cupcake shop <laughs> in the mall and you know, I think I have a coffee and a little cookie and Lucas was like seven and I've got this big, <laughs> big black, black guy, guy and I think Gigi posted and she wrote yeah. something like shiners and cupcakes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's I mean, part I, of life, you know, <laughs> you us. take shots. I try not to the ones I really hate are the lip because, you know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll knock your lip into your yeah. teeth or something. I mean, obviously, there's more serious injuries, but, you know, you get that thing and people are like, oh, you know, because, you know, you it takes a while to heal. Mm-hmm. So getting nailed in the lip kind of sucks. Yeah, you get hit in the head i haven't had the ear issue it's not a good
1: look for corporate
0: yeah. <laughs> type but, of things but, but you know you get your abrasions the gi can be very abrasive yeah. guys get and, lines um, on their faces you know i think i i, I you know but it uh, you know i just I, I i just go to court yeah
1: they don't say anything i it's, mean people do you yeah. know you
0: say what happened oh you know i was you know i got hit. you got and tell it, like you it. tell them Oh, you know, I was doing martial arts. Like, oh. They're like, oh, you must stink. <laughs> the guy kicked you in the yeah. face. You know, it's jujitsu, man. It's like,
1: uh, not exactly.
0: When well, but- we get smashed in the eye on the mat in jujitsu, it doesn't even stop the roll. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, people see outside, they're like, oh, you must have lost, you know? Yeah. So, anyway.
1: Awesome. So, Jay, uh, incredible, you know, just background. It's awesome. Um, so, now getting to your family, uh, you. I have no idea how you met your wife or anything right. like that. But, uh, you know, I think, like, well, she's Filipino. She right? was living in New York. Uh, we met in
0: New York City. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I always find it interesting because, like, so one thing that that uh, particularly interests me is that interracial dating, right? I'm, I'm about to marry um, my, my fiance, who is a, uh, she's Polish. Italian and French Canadian. So isn't that what you are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm hundred really percent Italian, yeah. yeah. No, I actually just found out I'm eight percent Korean. Oh there you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. no wonder I'll you're so go. tough. Yeah, yeah. or or uh I'm slightly handsome. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You <laughs> sung it Andy. Yeah, yeah. Um no, those the, are guys the K-pop. you train with. Yeah, We're lucky, yeah. man, we have uh, diverse. Well, group Sung, of Sung is uh, an episode prior to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Sung was Sung played a quite an interesting role in my life. He helped me with a lot with my confidence. So that's
0: great to hear. Um,
1: yeah, but right. um, yeah, I mean, K-pop. You know, those those guys are very uh, uh, attractive-looking males. But um, well, depending on who you ask. <laughs> so you know, I got eight percent of that.
0: But um, clearly, if if we ask you, they are. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So. On your end, being Jewish, um, I have, I mean, I, I've plen- quite a few Jewish friends who are uh, married interracially. Right. Um, they have felt a lot of, well, they dealt with a lot of resistance, um, oh, yeah. you know, mixed wise and things like that. Well, was that an issue with you? With, not at all. Not, oh, I mean, wow. I got married late
0: in life. Yeah. You know, I was 40 years old.
1: Um, oh, before you keep going, my one of my cousins actually... Yeah, I have a Jewish, like, family members, because they married... I, I don't know, maybe you, I see a lot of Jewish guys that, that just like Asian women.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I can only speak for myself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I dated women, I mean, in the past, before yeah, I dated yeah, yeah. people of different ethnicities, different backgrounds. Wow. But I'll tell you what, I only married one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was my wife. And I have to say, you know, my mom... Uh, was, she had the, as I said, multiple sclerosis yeah. and, uh, she endured, you know, some tough times. And I, and I, I stayed there for her, you know, there were places I may have moved or something like there, but I, we stayed, my brother and sister too, we stayed in yeah. the area and, uh, uh, I supported her the way you know she deserved to be supported, and uh, she awesome. grew. She, you know, uh, she she said to me at one point shortly before she passed away, "I love the man you've become." Mm. And no matter how old you get, man, that's, when you hear something, and "I love the man you've become," that stuck yeah. with me, you know. Yep. And uh, when the the reason why I didn't feel a lot of t- tension and stress was I was my own man. She knew my that night when I was seventeen, I was forty wow. years old. I had my own way in the world, and uh, I mean. Would she have wanted me to marry a Jewish girl and continue a Jewish custom? Of course. And Gigi's mom said to me, uh, you know, we're really happy. And, you know, the fact that you're Jewish, it's nice. She married a Jewish boy. Of course I would have preferred if she married a (laughs) Filipino. That's what she said. And it was totally cool because, of course, it's true. But my mom met Gigi, and that's why there was no resistance. Wow. You know, she met a beautiful, kind, loving, sweet person. Yeah. Dad, honestly, I was so fortunate to... uh, to um, to meet, and I'm not just saying that because I know Gigi will never. No <laughs> way, she's watching. it. her jujitsu guy. Interview. No way, man. She's not watching that. You know, she. I go to jujitsu. Like, have
1: fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have, yeah. You
0: know, Your like heart's beating like yeah.
1: You know. That's but been like it, the key to a lot of successful marriages. With from what I've been hearing, like even Son, his wife's like, go to jujitsu. I don't know, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah go, get have a, fun. yeah, go, get out of here. <laughs> well, you know, you come to learn that we need it. You know, yeah. for a variety of different
0: reasons, whatever our motivations are. You know. So, yeah, some people need, I I know, I feel better when I, when I burn oh, out. Of, you know, yeah, whether you it's too. a morning, I'll go for a morning run. Lately, I've even run a mile and a half, kind of fast, but I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You got time to run a mile and a half and I'll run hard and in this humidity, you sweat, it feels good. So, yeah. my mom, you know, I think my mom uh, came to realize that Gigi was a woman that was going to make me happy mm-hmm. and that had the right values and that was good for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, and it worked if you know she she yeah. she didn't she didn't fight that at all you know yeah, thankfully yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. you know because That's that would awesome. be that
0: could be a lot of pressure in life to have to worry I, absolutely about yeah likewise you know uh, Gigi's family I believe it uh, took me in as best as I I could ever hope mm-hmm. for, and um, yeah. you know her father my, became a new father for me. Wow. In a tremendous way. I mean, wow. I have so much respect for him. He's a lawyer in the Philippines. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> he, he 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 has quite a a resume. Yeah. Um, um, that is so He crazy. was involved in the overthrow of the Marcos regime. Okay. And the peaceful revolution. Wow. Um, he's he he's a he's uh, we're lucky. Yeah, my kids see books in my house. They see books in her house. Yeah, they understand yeah, yeah. the value of a good education.
1: Mm, Lucas wow.
0: understands the value of practicing Fortnite for twelve <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> yeah. but so at he least knows, he knows
1: something about education's yeah. meaning. Liam, Liam talked about that in yeah. the in the last episode. He, yeah, yeah. Him and Chris, they both play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I don't play,
0: so, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I should because uh, you know he's just he's disappeared into that. But you know what? Yeah. Again, not to digress. I, there's some benefits to those things. We have oh, to be absolutely. careful to align it mm-hmm. social, and there's deep. It's like chess. Yeah. So, bringing it back around, uh, I did not have a lot of stress about uh, you know what yeah. you call an interracial marriage.
1: That's you know? amazing. Yeah. And well, I mean, I mean, obviously, right? Because you have dived pretty deep into the Filipino culture. Like you, you go uh, quite often to the yeah. Philippines. Like I, I think every now and then, I'm like hey, Jay, what's going, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm in the Philippines. Like, yeah. You know, and uh, you train with the guys out there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Steve Campus, you, you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, the food and all, the lifestyle, the, the uh, I, I, is it like a getaway? Is it, what is it for you? Is it more family? Like, is it's it? It's
0: interesting. Is know, it like that
1: hippie internal, like what? <laughs> I mean, well. You know, like that feeling that you got in Hawaii when you took one, that time.
0: Number one. Number one family you Mm -hmm. know the filipinos and again you can't speak generally yeah but 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 if you're going to generalize and i think most people agree with this that no filipinos and, and a lot of cultures. Well, but Asian the, in general. Yeah, yeah, it's such a deep thing to, to be together. And mm-hmm. even as the kids get older, twenty twenty five, you yeah, you come home on Sunday. You all go out to the mall to a restaurant together. Mm-hmm. And the mall there is different. There's a church in the mall. It's open air oh. outside. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, the mall. I mean, let's yeah, it, Asian- face it. It's air conditioning. Yeah, you know yeah. oh, and, and there's area where kids okay. can play. There's gotcha. restaurants. There's shopping. There's supermarkets in the mall too. You know. So the mall is really, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a uh, not a country club, but it's a, it's a uh, town center, if you will, Uh, you see people that, you know, so, um, so what I like to say is too, and also with my lifestyle, like I'll go out, you know, I have a house out in Jim Thorpe, I go up north, I, Mm -hmm. I, I spend a lot of time in the woods. Um, I don't call it vacation. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, you know? yeah. And also, wow. I don't want to just call going to her family vacation because it almost seems to demean Way We're not, it's 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 our life. Yeah. And I wish she could be there more. She has a very close family mm-hmm. and things are happening. People are growing up, life yeah. is going on, and she's not there. And I, and I feel that. And my wife never really talked about it, never complained about it. But I know it has to weigh heavy on her a little bit. Of course. To be yeah. away from a loving Family that you get along with. So yeah. what I did was, um, you know, I, I, with my wife, you know, I, we're going. You know, and even Filipinos, wow, you go every year. Sometimes you go twice a year. Is it expensive? Yeah, but guess what? I mean, and you know, it's worth
1: it. Yeah, her yeah. dad
0: will help us out too. Sometimes, you know, or all, her dad's very generous. Um, but the point is, is that we make time because that's what's important. Yeah. The toughest part for me is the time change, especially as uh, I get older. It's yeah. a twelve, thirteen-hour time change. That's crazy. I get my butt kicked <laughs> when I go to jujitsu. you know, being yeah. the old guy, you know, and these guys are tough, um, yeah. but, um, but the family number one, you know, it's, 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 uh, we go over there my kids have grown up there. They understand their Filipino family. Oh, that's awesome. Deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful time. I go for a run in her neighborhood. She's got a nice little neighborhood narrow streets. I'll go for a three mile run. It's hot and then come back and have papaya, mango, lava, some coconut yeah. juice, some coconut milk. you know, As fresh and, as and, can uh, be. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I found this school and Steve campus took me in his team um uh Fabricio campus in uh, oh, martial arts he's associated okay. with Fabricio down in uh, brazil yeah. the guys there i could run off a list of names they're younger obviously and they're getting better <laughs> yeah. they're really really good but you know i've had a lot of roles with them and they've accepted me in oh, i've awesome. put a lot of sweat on their mats and i've gone out to maybe, I don't know, almost a hundred lunches with Steve after class. Or yeah. I've gone in his van to go to the store to pick up the Gatorade and stuff. For yeah, yeah, I yeah, like driving yeah. around, I get to go yeah. to his hardware shop or this or that. <laughs> you know, uh, So when, when I'm there, uh, I'm very, very fortunate to yeah. have that experience. You know, yeah. I'll do private lessons with him, all with Brian's blessings. You know, Brian, of I'm, going yeah. I'm going to train in another school, cool. do it. And so it's great. Uh, but most important, number one, you know it's our life it's, it's vacation yeah. i don't know if it's vacation it, yeah you know, and by yeah, the way yeah. when i get there i have a computer I oh up, you're still okay i got the 732 line it's like 20 bucks for mm-hmm. a month or so. I, I forget but there's ways so it's oh, a 12 hour time yeah. change so i get up at three in the morning there which is easy because i'm up anyway for the beginning it only gets a little hard near the end but it's usually christmas time anyway so people uh, there's not that much going on with law yeah And I get on the phone at 3 in the morning and they don't know I'm in the Philippines and it's 4 in the afternoon here and I knock off 10 or 15 phone calls and I go for my run. Oh,
1: that's awesome. And I
0: come back, I drink a quart of water and everybody starts waking up. (laughs) So, you know, I can work, get it done. And, uh, you know, her dad has made accommodations for me to have a little computer and a phone. Oh, that's awesome. And also here, starting in October, September, we put in our letters and all our court proceedings, I will be going to Manila, Philippines, from blank. And now I have courts calling me up where I have a case being scheduled. You know, that's in the New yeah. Brunswick, Edison, uh, you know, Highland Park. We'll call us, hey, Jay, we know you're going away, right? You yeah. got, you got you going again? You going yeah. to see your, your wife's family? That's yeah. Awesome. awesome. Okay, so can we push this off? When's a good day in January? Because we want to move it, but we don't want to have it while yeah, you're away.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, so that's really you know, cool.
0: So it's worked out. Wow. it's a balance you know
1: yeah yeah i can imagine i mean i <laughs> i'm getting married soon and congratulations uh, thank you thank you um so it's interesting i'm going on my first uh family vacation with her her right. so she she has a thing in maine it's uh-huh. very special to them oh wow Where um, at? i love me uh, i forget the name it's like okay. chat chat up or um oh my gosh that's okay yeah okay so there's a large uh, homosexual population there. It's pretty it's near the beach. Are you telling me that cuz you think yeah, that? I know I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I know that <laughs> place. Yeah, yeah, there's a great I jiu-jitsu
0: know. school the, there. It's pretty it's pretty
1: famous and I I, I wasn't aware
0: of. Are it. you talking about Maine or new Are you talking May, about Massachusetts? N- no,
1: Maine, Maine, Okay, because there's uh, at the
0: end of Massachusetts. There's uh
1: I don't remember the, It's called the Chapel Pequa
0: or no? Um, well, I've never heard of a large homosexual population in yeah. Maine, in particular. Okay, as a, yeah, it's all near the point. beach.
1: Um, it's very famous. Okay. Uh, lots of good ice cream and donuts is like that's their thing out there oh, yeah. um so yeah i mean i don't want to you know say like oh yeah like that's how you would know it but but that's how she like ex- like explained. oh look, look and that's ice cream no donuts and homosexuals yeah. it's, it's like, probably a good time it's like you know you say asbury park <laughs> it's like oh okay you know but um you know not, uh, whatever um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't wanna, yeah there's no no f- negative, you know, connotation with no, that. It's not. just uh you know that's that no, was the description free. I was given and I, I I figured you know people would know if I you know mentioned that. But anyway, regardless, um they go there every like year. Means wonderful. Yeah, it's their it's their spot, right? Um and they go for two weeks, and to me, that's so foreign. I never went. Are you went, going? For oh, two so. Weeks? No, 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 I'm uh-huh. not going I, I don't think I can take the time off. Um, but that's foreign to me. I, I grew up never going on vacation. My right. parents worked six days a week. Well, you we know? found out your dad owned a Chinese restaurant. Oh, yes. If you walk out the
0: front yes. door of your dad's Chinese restaurant, look across the parking lot, down a yeah. ravine, across you, my house. Yes.
1: I, yeah. You. I used, was, to, I used to hike in the woods. Uh huh. There was a the woods. Before that yeah. was built. Yeah. And my father yeah my my father's side my grandfather's two brothers um they opened uh, hunan delight (laughs) right next to Kmart, and that's where i grew up to uh restaurant i should have probably opened a restaurant i probably will
0: i think when they first opened it, it was grant's Oh, but that yes. was built that was a around, long time I think now. it was built around 1968. Yeah, I used to walk my dog back. It was woods. There was a big yeah. hill there and a creek that yep. ran through it. And it was, you know, all nature. That was, yeah. you know, I, I grew up there. And yep. before, like, Easton Avenue was a two lane road. Yeah.
1: You know? So they, they, you know, that's my that's background. It's funny that we had that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I probably met you a long I time ago. We you probably wore your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You were the little guy <laughs> wore around there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So you're going to Maine. Yeah. So, um, I've never had that experience of family vacation growing up. Like I still don't know what a vacation is. I don't, I don't take vacation. Like I, I pretty much work, 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 work. Like that's right. what I know. Right. Um, so now it's like, Oh yeah, we're going on vacation. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, Okay, <laughs> like this is a. So how long are you going for? I'm gonna go for four days. Mm-hmm. So um, I was able to get the Friday and the Monday off. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go for a weekend, but that's gonna be added to my you know lifestyle, right? It's like yeah. every year you add this vacation. Um, personally, I was never a big traveler, but all of a sudden, like I want to go to England now and. Japan yeah, and all this stuff sure. so you know I'm trying to open my doors to that as well I think Trevor I don't know if you saw that first episode but he was the one that actually inspired me to get that moving yeah. um, you know and and it's like man uh, trying to get the time because I only get a certain amount of days off at my company right. so it's like trying to fit all these things in you yeah. know but I'm, I'm looking forward to it you know like you said I'm starting to learn family uh, time is very important you know in terms of the the, the Spending togetherness, you know, and I never had that growing up other than Chinese New Year or like a, um, you know, just like a dinner get together. You yeah. know, we didn't really do crazy family things together other than Chinese New Year or somebody getting married or passing away. You know, that was like, those are the important things to Chinese uh, culture. But, right. Uh, you know, getting away for vacation, like we don't, we, we, what is that? <laughs> you know, uh, having dinner with my dad was like a vacation, you know, like, oh, we're gonna go out and, you know, have dinner with my dad. My dad's gonna cook, you know. Um, but enjoy yeah.
0: it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maine's a beautiful, beautiful state. You have to let me know where it is. I'm sure her yeah. family knows all the ins and outs. Yeah, but yeah. one other thing, you know, about being on vacation, like, you know, you, when you go to a place like Maine, just remember, it's there when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the ocean, a beautiful ocean and the rocks yeah. and you listen to the sound. It's one thing to look, but you listen to the sound of the waves just taking those shells in and out, in and out. Yes. And you realize that never stops. Yeah. It's not just because you're there observing yeah. it. That's the real world, too. And you own that. You're part yeah. of that. And you get to enjoy that. And you get to go and see that. And just, you know, I was talking to Brian today. He just got back from a week vacation down in uh, Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. And he absolutely loved, loved
1: it. it. Yeah. You know? And, I and, think we all need it. And I'm starting to see it. Yeah. And like I said, you know,
0: vacation's an interesting word. Sometimes, hey, man, this is my lifestyle. Yeah. You know? This is going to be a part of your lifestyle
1: yeah. now and uh i just remember what it's called it's called ogonquit yeah <laughs> yeah, ogonquit.
0: yeah I, I, i've heard of ogonquit yeah, yeah i haven't yeah. been there but it's southern that's i think in the southern part um you know there's it's some, an eight hour
1: drive yeah so. it's southern
0: it's probably below portland Look, yeah you, you got to swim in the ocean up there though. yeah i heard Do it's you swim freezing. In the ocean,
1: and i so i'm terrified i have i saw jaws when i was a kid i well, don't we, worry, the water's too cold for sure. No, sharks I know everywhere. that, I know that. But, like, it's so bad that even when I was a kid, we had an in-ground pool, uh-huh. and I legit would imagine a shark swimming. Oh, wow. In, and I wouldn't, like, I'm a good swimmer. My my mom, the way she taught me to I'd be swim, a good swimmer, too, if i was I <laughs> definitely afraid <laughs> yeah. of sharks. you're afraid of sharks in pool, you're going <laughs> to yeah. be a good swimmer. <laughs> yeah. So the way my mom taught me was she put, I was like, Maybe one or two years old. She would just put a life jacket on, strap me up, and just throw me into the pool. Nice. And I'd cry and all that. But then yeah. I'd eventually learn, you know. And sometimes when um, there was nobody home, I would swim. I probably wasn't allowed to do that, but I would imagine a shark, and I would do it as a as a tactic. Whereas, like, I would jump in and swim as fast as I could to get right. out of the pool because I would think a shark was a t- coming to kill me. Yeah. You know, so I had this crazy fear and. I just don't like the ocean. All I right. don't like not knowing what's under you. Like yeah. what is it? there's a saying where like we know more about space than we do. About know the about. deepest
0: part of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And that
1: that terrifies the heck out of yeah. me.
0: <laughs> See, I believe in the power of
1: water. Yeah. I love water therapy. Yeah. I
0: love swimming in the ocean. I love swimming in lakes. Yeah. I, mean, love, man. <laughs> I love I love being out there feeling freaks me
1: the heck out. Yeah.
0: So, can you go into swimming Oh, we were talking about well, I for can. your, for yeah, your yeah. day going yeah. to swimming pool. I would
1: love to. I, I do, do, do enjoy that. it. I yeah. do enjoy swimming. I'm not saying – I like doing it when there's lots of people there. But to have me – like, you know when you're passionate about something is when you'll do it on your own, yeah. right? I will swim on my own, right? I will do it. If other people go. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah. I think I have trepidation about the ocean though. Yeah. You well, know, yeah, I, you will go at night. Yeah. But I can't, you know, you know, it's out there. I yeah. mean, when you talk about my kids and family, I have my brother who I mentioned has four boys with his wife, Diane, and those four boys are now between 30 and 24. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they grew up in Highland park, the town I'm in now. And, uh, they had so many circles of friends and for so long I was called Uncle Jay. My wife was like, You're a dad, why are you calling you Uncle Jay? for years. But those guys I can remember being out on surfboards when, you know, Noah was the youngest, so he might have been nine and Jake was sixteen. Like a hundred yards out. And, you know, I looked at my brother and his wife, and not that they were doing anything wrong at all, but you know, you know you got to let it I, when i think about lucas and layla and letting them go layla loves to body serve but you know when you talk about having kids and letting them go and letting them do their own thing there's another metaphor they're out there yeah something you know, you're not helping them they're out there they're experiencing it uh-huh. you know? so i feel that a little like swimming 50 60 yards out and no, trying thanks. to swim. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your world i probably have a heart attack yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, with man. the water, I want to say the pool. It's not just about cross oh, stroke yeah. or swimming. Um, when we talked about kung fu before, um, you know, going in water, if you have a mild knee injury, we don't know how bad it is. But yeah, it's pretty
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah,
0: any injury. But like throwing light kicks, mm-hmm. the resistance of the water, I found it to be phenomenal. Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, JSP just did a... a- A a, a podcast with um, Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. and he talked about he he, his training now the these the Russians have developed this tool where it creates a a tremendous amount of resistance Mm -hmm. as you're moving and um, that's what he does now he does gymnastics and he does uh, this water resistance training I've been doing it for a long time it's you know I try
0: to do it Um, it really it really helps because the water if you you'd be surprised you have a knee injury and the water yeah. it puts pressure I mean mm-hmm. think about a gallon of water imagine a pool yeah there's a lot of weight and resistance and but yet it lev it helps it, it you're floating you know yeah. so there's not the bad kind of mm-hmm. impact and moving in water can be really beneficial. Yeah. You know, I'm it's gonna one have of to, the modalities set, for health, man. Yeah.
1: I'm going to have to set up some time where... <laughs> I got a thing I've been doing.
0: It's called mar, uh, Martial Arts Solutions. Yeah. And I try to take from karate, kung fu... Oh, yeah. And jujitsu. I'm learning that
1: now. Certain
0: movements that can Help. benefit people. Yep, You know, so you don't necessarily need to join a dojo or school. But if you yeah. find that you like it, you can. But there's certain types of movements from all these martial arts that i think you know whether you're a guy who hasn't done anything or you're a triathlete or involved in other sports yeah i believe there's some really great exercises that have been developed in the martial Absolutely. arts that can help you so i have i've you know have a couple of people that i've trained I, of course yeah. i'm busy with law but i'm kind of getting into it hey man you know finding you, solutions to the martial arts of right.
1: what you're doing so mm-hmm um yeah uh next i guess we could get into your your kids (laughs) yeah you have two incredible kids right very cute um lucas i i think you know i was teaching him when uh i was do i was a white belt or blue blue belt belt. helping yeah yeah, yeah. with the kids classes i did that for a couple years um which I recommend a lot of the younger guys. If you're not in school, if you're not doing stuff, and you have and you go to a martial arts school, you know, particularly Jujitsu. If you want to get better faster, I highly recommend teaching kids. It is the most exhausting, <laughs> mind-boggling, yeah. difficult thing. If you can teach kids, you can teach anybody. <laughs> you know that and and being uki. Yeah, yeah, and being an uki. Yep. So Brian will call me, so
0: in fact, I got to tell him, he used to do it more, but you know, it comes, but I keep a ghee in my car. My office is down the road from him, and Uki is when Brian is giving a private lesson. Yeah.
1: Uki is are being a dummy.
0: So he yep. can have me, and if he's giving you yep. me a private lesson, instead he can of use him rolling me, me he can yeah. use it. Now you're getting a free lesson. Yep, exactly.
1: You know? Yo, hop on it, you younger guys. Who, yeah. Don't have jobs or whatever. If you're looking for something to do, assist. Yeah, help out assist. Don't don't ask for any money. Just do it and help out, and you will gain so many benefits. Um, and you, you know you earned a lot of trust from your you know your coach. Um,
0: but the kids are awesome. Man. Yeah,
1: yeah, kids are always amazing. It's it's one of the sweetest feelings in life, especially like when I when, when with Liam because he was killing. He's killing the competition scene. It's like you when I taught him moves and then he uses it at a tournament. And he uses it in the exact way I show him. It's wonderful. One of the greatest feelings I I can't explain it. Yeah. But um yeah I highly recommend it. So, um. Remember with,
0: Lucas? Uh, he was, Brian let Lucas yeah. in. Lucas was younger than everyone. Ended yeah, he small. was little. Remember little remember little how he would start. He yeah, would jump he would, up like and down like a little karate He'd jump kid, up Yeah, you know? yeah
1: he's such a cute kid, yeah. man. But um, you have a re- re- like a regimen with them. You let them be their own. You know, you're you're trying to develop them a certain way. Um, I see like like. The way you know you guys raise your kids at the gym—it's so interesting. Like, it's not what I usually see, you know, with my friends that you know are not like around the martial arts and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like martial arts opens your eyes to things that you don't normally see in life, right? And you guys use these philosophies that you've gained on your own kids, and you see these tremendous, tremendous benefits. You know what? What I guess if you could just give one thing, right, to people out there, what? Something that you've learned from your martial arts or whatever that you've instilled in your kids that have benefited them and, the, and your family?
0: Well, you know, it's a good question. I think that the whatever it is I've learned from martial arts, I, there are obviously people from di- who do different things, different sports, different activity, different life habits that... Uh, impart wonderful lessons to their kids i just know as you're asking me in my experience you know how does martial arts help and again we went back to repetition like uh, just today i was talking to lucas he's a he's a good little soccer player you know without getting into how he can improve how he can i mean he's got he's always had a great iq for soccer Mm -hmm. i could talk about his soccer for a while i never played an organized game of soccer in my life (laughs) and i got recruited by our town to be a oh, coach I yeah. was <laughs> soccer five years. I'm finally done and uh I really enjoyed it I really yeah. enjoyed working with the kids and you know the problem is you know me right I don't know soccer but what do I know I had you know how many burpees should I have them do no burpees yeah, yeah. no bur- no but you know I had them run I, I tried to teach kids with the with what I know from the martial arts that you know like there was one kid in particular I know that kind of thought of himself as the big slow kid he, and I said mm. look you're 10 years old you don't have to define yourself as the big slow kid. Wow. What you got to do is run. Yeah, you know, do some sprints, and he, you know, and he started to realize I'm kind of. Ha-. And guess what? He was he got quick. And I'm not saying it's from me; it's from his dad and his mom too. Yeah. But uh, one example with Lucas um, with the martial arts, uh, I bought him a nice rebounder beautiful but it really works well rebound? it's a net and it's okay. it, it, it's uh it's attached to his post and it's stable and you kick the ball in it and there's two sides one side of the ball comes back and you can practice oh, trapping the ball or catching with your chest or net. shoulder and controlling the ball the other side's lower so you can just go it, it feeds you back and forth and it, you develop the touch the touch the touch and Lucas has been he hasn't been using it as much now He's going to be joining. He 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 he's joining an older team now, and mm-hmm. he's going to be on travel soccer along with uh, school soccer. you has been playing a lot oh, of soccer. He's be playing a lot. And stepping backwards here, you know, we thought about travel soccer. I, I'm not uh, a kind of dad that wants to drive, 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 drive the kids. Sometimes I think for something the dad missed in life, you know. But travel soccer, however, does a require lot, a lot. Yeah, if you're on the team, it's for real. And Lucas enjoyed it, and he loved it you know and he was good at it so we did it and we stayed with it but he he's not a kid that has the soccer ball attached to his foot all the time yeah which is a good thing but i know he wants to be good at it and i know what it takes to be good so wow. from the martial arts what i said to him just today again 15 minutes you go out each foot left and right you get good with that rebounder in a minute you know you could get 100 touches but that's a lot but let's say 40 touches i said to him you know so in a minute, 40 touches. Because sometimes a ball will run askew. Yeah. you got to chase yeah, you it. You make a mistake. You. Or you start looking at, you know, a B. <laughs> uh, but 40 touches in a minute. times 15 minutes. That's 600 touches. If yeah. you do that just 20 times a month, you're going to have 12,000 more touches than you have now. And you have that's to believe incredible. me that without yeah. you knowing it, your brain is malleable, like we talked about yeah. thinking repetitive negative thoughts mm-hmm. and creating a negative yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. Or it's also malleable, like we talked about drilling jujitsu or, or the logic that some sort of funky logic thing that was involved with a, with a test of how what house and what door so I took so that true. I had no idea yeah. I would improve and look as like you're going to get a feel for the ball and what happens is when that ball comes through the sky in a competitive game with a great player closing on you it's going to hit your foot and roll two feet away and mm-hmm. you're going to lose it or it's going to hit your foot and roll two inches away and you're going to juke the guy make him go through his legs. so by doing this your brain trust trust the your trust your humanness yeah you know, trust yeah. the potential for learning something i didn't do when i was a kid yeah you know Mm -hmm. i want you to be better than me so go out there and get the repetitions don't think about it don't judge it it. don't say i don't like it and i say to him like has nothing to do with it (laughs) just just get in, and it's your meditation you love soccer this is your gift to yourself to go out there and play the ball against the rebounder. And by wow. the way, it's a beautiful rebounder. You know wow. who uses it? Bart, our new dog. <laughs> he runs, and he, your dog propels <laughs> himself off of it like, like, like Batman or something, like uh, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, Spider Man, yeah, Spider Dog. Yeah, yeah. But uh, So that's what I do with Lucas. Layla, I will start to talk to her about jujitsu philosophies. Shh, <laughs> shh, daddy. Different girl. <laughs> Layla's our own girl. But Layla's into dance and oh, theater. Okay and she's combined them and she's been on the stage and she just got invited this week She's wow. a, there was an older group of girls I mean these girls are really dancing and the teacher was kind enough to invite her in so she's nine and she's dancing mm-hmm. with older kids so she's into that so uh, I do practice with her uh, since she's a little girl I hold her feet and we do the oh, circle legs oh, wow. and, yeah. and, and the pushing and yeah. she really likes it and you stretch your legs so yeah the Brazilian legs Yeah. I actually have a series of exercises like mommy and me or daddy, <laughs> and me that you know part of the the concept of martial arts solutions, ways your your kid doesn't even know. Yeah, that's benefiting them. Yeah. But, but she calls it jujitsu. And when Lucas <laughs> was a kid, I want He goes, I want to pass the garden,
1: pass yeah. the guard,
0: and I would cross my legs, and he would climb over, and I'd push, and you know, and he developed that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, So Absolutely. without them even knowing it, they you know Lucas is a pretty good little grappler. Yeah. And Layla plays around. Her legs are very powerful, so so, so I've had her. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny, Lucas and Layla will wrestle a little, and he'll be like, Layla, stop pushing me away with your legs. And I'm like, and she looks at me, you know. Yeah. So um, awesome. So the lesson that I, I think I've given them is um, obviously not, uh, I should teach them not to talk too much, huh, because I'm going <laughs> off here. But uh, no, the concept in initial learning stages and through to quite a high level. Yeah repetition of technique then you get to a point where you have to individualize it but for the most part most people don't get to that point where you're such a master of your art yeah that you've chess guy at, at 2100 <clears throat> level where you've mm-hmm. practiced all the openings and closing all and now you have to differentiate and you have to find mm-hmm. your own path but for the most part if you want to get into something and enjoy it at a high level Repetition. Look, even in science, you know, mm-hmm. all the different or learning a language or something, you know. I assume you know you have to learn. You got to do the basic work. Yeah, absolutely. you got to memorize. There's a, mm-hmm. sometimes there's just me- rote memorization. Yeah, until it becomes instinct. You know, yeah, intuitive. Absolutely. So um, I try to convey to Lucas the concept of working very hard and taking kind of taking your 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 uh, conscious mind. Of course, your mind is your brain. Yeah, but but. You don't have to think about it so much you got to be out there yeah you got to be do touching it. the ball you mm-hmm. got to be touching the mat you got to be on the field yeah and that's just what i try to do that's awesome jay to support him in what he wants to do
1: yeah mm-hmm. you know? that was and just very say, important
0: i you want to be a good side i want you to be there this is what i'm right. but i and i said 15 minutes i didn't say two hours <laughs> i want two hours you know but you know yeah 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 but, but just the concept and,
1: it, and actually five minutes. Yeah.
0: And that goes for anyone in anything you're doing. Just if you put in that extra time. Yeah.
1: Hey, man, start with the kids early on that, right? Yeah. Make them uh, masters
0: before. Make them better than I was because I didn't always know these lists.
1: Well, yeah, neither did I, I mean. Neither I'm like, man, if I just did this and I there. i
0: do it with law, too. I mean, yeah. as much as we talk about va- vacation, lifestyle, and I sit down with a new file. I get a video.
1: And you go. I
0: get body-worn cameras of police officers. There could be three officers. Oh, wow. I watch them on you know, an hour video. I'm stopping, and rewinding, things, right? going. It could take me.
1: Yeah, you're being you're like a detective. Twenty five hours. Yeah. I could That's put incredible.
0: In to a simple, basic case. Yeah. And a lot of times, this officer is the primary officer, but it's this officer's body worn camera that really That's gives showing, you everything. And you're trying to find angle, that one Just like thing. have different wow. cameras here, and you find it. That's the awesome. The devil is in the details.
1: That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, that this everything you've said uh, is actually it's got some gears going in my head and I'm like man with those videos Simon better.
0: you know really seriously you know um I'll watch them early on and I really believe and I don't want to get too funk here but I believe when I go to court and I've watched every angle every video and I know I know this You know, and I just think there's a sense, like, I just was in court with the prosecutor on a serious case, and I believe my client is innocent of some of the stuff, some of the more serious Uh stuff, and I believe, you know, he has a problem with, and, and, you know, the prosecutor is a sort of high-level prosecutor, and I believe she could tell. You know, I just believe that you come in, you're kind, you're courteous, and you're prepared. Yeah. And you know, and also... Confidence. You're also credible. Like... I watch these, I, and you don't malign them. They're busy. You don't. Oh, you didn't watch them. I did. Yeah. But if you have the right, you know, if you're how do you put it, if you're trustworthy, you know, there's some issues I can talk about. There's some I got to say for trial, and everybody laughs, you know. But a couple of things here, I'd like you to consider. I'd like to. I said to her, just look at the beginning of that video again, and what mm-hmm. I saw was, and you know. And the conference ended with a fantastic offer for my client that Mm. i only hope can get better yeah um but it you know by by watching that and again did i want to sit there at my computer well actually i did it's my job (laughs) you know but but, but, you know you make the decision you're going to do this there's not a like or a don't like yeah there's a sit down and put the time in watch very carefully i'm looking at you like i'm watching my computer you know the dvds are there everything's there you put the time in, and you watch it over and over again, and I take notes, and then, uh, you know, I have the notes typed up, or I'll type them up, and then watch it again, and you add to it, and you yep. change it you, Wait a second. And something, and just like how I knew what magic door Ben shouldn't have walked in, somehow, all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden, you watch it the
1: fourth time, and, and you go back, you pull the other one, and you're like, wow, there it is. Yep. Right in front of our face. Yeah. I As you were talking, it yeah. actually reminded me of something good. And maybe, you know, uh, for the single guys that are listening, um, we talked about the brain being valuable, right? And then you said about the negative. We can channel our brain to become negative, positive. To some extent. To some extent, yeah. yeah sometimes there's a disease. Oh, not yeah, a disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, in, in in certain cases, like for myself, right, I struggled with depression for a very long time. And then when I got myself a little bit out of that depression, which which um, my faith helped me, uh, the, the fighting and the martial arts helped me. Um, I had this huge problem with my confidence though. And that confidence destroyed me as I was pursuing after different type of women. And I, I had this constant, like malleable, like I, I trained my brain to believe that I was not this, like I couldn't find a girl or I was this loser or whatever, right? And it's so true about the brain. If you can train yourself to think differently. And every day, like a repetition, I am going to talk to a random woman today and just tell mm-hmm. her she's, hey, how are you? And just, that's it, you know? And the brain is like a muscle. You keep training that that confidence. And eventually, like, I'm having, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm having conversations with people I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, well, you know, like, you don't have to be stuck, you know, in, in where you think. Um, and as I developed that, I mean, then I, you know, I failed miserably, uh, pursuing a couple of women prior to meeting my fiance, but you have to fail, right? You have to keep going, re- keep repeating what, changing the question well, You didn't know. fail, or uh, yeah, 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 you know, it was it just it, all part of the process yes. of meeting the person Correct. that you know you're happy with. Yes, you know. so it didn't work out. I should say, it yeah, those girls, yeah, too, right? right. But I, each one, I continue to learn, change a little here and there. Work, work, work. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And then boom, I, I meet my fiance, and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> like I did, I I the 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 changing of my brain, you know reshaping it. Yeah, um, it's so true. And and that, that's one sense in jujitsu, it's true. And um, you know, uh, work. You know how you became a lawyer, all those things. You know even how you teach your kids. You know they they are going to take these lessons. And they're going to apply it to so many other things in their future that will make them achieve things you know that they couldn't have done if they didn't put that time to build up what they're doing now. You know. Yeah, you
0: know, it's really amazing when you talk about the brain. Right? I mean, I'm not a scientist, you know, but I, I think I studied it a bit. And when you talk about the neurons and synapses, mm-hmm. and there's comparis- but, there's comparisons to the number of you Know, uh, solar systems that are in the just, yeah, all, yeah. universe. I mean, really seriously, yeah. it's an and ability. They're constantly
1: rebuilding, <laughs> constantly dying, and, and you know, <laughs> and you know, it
0: is, We are electrical workers, and when you talk about uh, we conduct electricity when you talk about Qi Gong yeah. Tai Chi and what they do trying to generate the that energy interesting you know, and I used to also think we're kind of flying around here but when I was a kid we didn't have remote controls and you'd walk across your shag carpeting in the 1970s <laughs> to turn a channel and bam <laughs> while you're conducting electricity yeah. you When know? I mean, you're we are sources of energy Yeah. and you know Sometimes uh, I, I think, think we take for life. granted, too. You know, when you look at somebody who's not doing anything with his life, I don't mean, want to be careful I don't want people to, be with, uh Jay's so corny. But you know what? He's doing something with his life. His heart is beating. His liver is mm-hmm. processing. He's kidding. I mean, it is an absolute stunning miracle. It's a miracle.
1: Yeah, it is incredible.
0: You know, we talk about f- fiction, science fiction and this and all. All you got to do is look at a heart. Really study how a heart beats and circulates and how you oxygenate yeah. it. I mean, you know, you can go without food for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. You go without water for less time. You How long are you going without breathing? Yeah. You know, not very long. So it's really amazing. And the brain, I think, when well, we say the brain is malleable, what are we saying? We're saying we are malleable. Yeah. You know, we are not separate and distinct from our mm-hmm. brain. Um, now they're finding evidence too that the gut has a lot yeah, to do so with definition right. of yeah. personality. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that yeah, there are diseases, years. Yeah, <laughs> diseases <laughs> in the brain called depression. Yeah. I think that to some extent, um, we use that word too broadly. Yeah. Um, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes said, I don't have the quote exact, but he said something along the lines of that it is the, it is the uh, uh, I forget, the uh, the imprecision of language that causes confusion of the mind. He mm-hmm. was talking about an agreement that people had reviewing a contract case or something. He said, you know, here it's the, it's, it wasn't the exact quote, but I can't remember, but, you know, we're stuck sometimes in expressing ourselves, even to ourselves, mm-hmm. our internal dialogue, yeah. with our knowledge of language. And maybe language doesn't encompass the much wider, broader range of emotions that we experience in life. Mm-hmm. And because we can't put words to them, we can't understand them. Yeah. And a lot of times, we call it depression and going back, I don't know why, because you talked about this program, and <laughs> I've experienced, you know, you know I, I've had experiences with yeah. this. You know, there's grief, there's depression, there's different types of things that mm-hmm. we go through. And some, you, you may need medical intervention. Absolutely. Absolutely you mm-hmm. know, but as far as giving it a shot and not, I am not even talk about depression, for God's sakes. You'd be the happiest guy in the world. Yeah. You want to do something. Look, chess is a perfect example, mm-hmm. too. not very good at it. But if you continue to play that, there's, proof is in the pudding. Play chess over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Guess what? You're going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's your brain. Yeah change is really subtly. So you know, you come to a point where you start to realize that, and you play with it, and um, and uh, you you learn two things. You know, you become really good at something, and you realize, like skiing. Uh, you know, you go up a, a mountain and uh, and you're like, know, this looks okay, and then boom, all of a sudden, you get up into the higher areas, and it's just a giant bowl. Yeah. Well, then you get into something, and the deeper you get in, and you learn, and when you hit that point. If you want to, sometimes you just want that three month of keto course. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you want to do six weeks of French cooking, but yeah. you don't need to be an excellent chef. But if you do continue, it opens up, and all of a yeah. sudden you're confident as a new white belt. Oh, yeah. you, know, you get to that, and then you realize, wow. And and you've come to realize, you know, and good things happen. So yeah. you made those changes for yourself. You decided to 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 to, to have a mindfulness
1: about your confidence. Yeah, and you met your wife. Yep. And, you know, back to depression, I mean, um, if if viewers are interested, there's somebody who I follow that um, uh, there's all this scientific study on uh, the the vagal nerve in your belly and things like that. Um, And there's been, her name is uh, Dr. Ron Patrick. I'm a huge fan. I listen to almost all of her stuff. Um, But they just recently found um, some connection to depression with inflammation uh, in, in your gut um and that usually comes from eating processed sugars right and um so they found that there might be a connection to uh your your brain um not being able to process certain things because of this information and uh it's very interesting and i mean we're, we are scratching the surface we on 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 these mental illnesses we we i mean even if you think about like how drugs are prescribed um, most of the time people aren't even given blood tests or anything it's just like oh will try this and let's see how it makes you feel you know well, um, when it comes to a drug like that
0: yeah. sorry to interrupt again as much as you want to think of pharmaceutical industry as benevolent yeah you know how much money it costs to bring a drug to market oh actually well I work in the pharmaceutical yeah. industry so, so, so know, I know all they're going to have a one pill for all yeah you can't have a different pill for everyone because yeah. nobody's making that pill so continue yeah. I'm sorry so, no, no, along no, that line
1: now, you what know, I'm saying is it's that... It's a prophylactic that may or yeah, may not work. Exactly. And the thing is, with the medication is that... So, um, in the past... I mean, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, if, if people are interested, they just look up doc, uh, Dr. Ron and Patrick. And, you know, listen to her stuff. But there were studies done in the, in the 60s or 70s, I believe, where um, the, the pool of, of people they did the, these depression and giving them drugs... Uh, for cl- the clinical trials for the drugs that we we're using today um, were people who were clinically depressed, like actually hospitalized for depression. Mm-hmm, serious. As uh, the eighties came around, the, the studies changed and they started, it was anybody who felt depressed that you didn't have to be hospitalized. They found that I think the number, I could be wrong, but it was uh, for the hospitalized folks, those drugs helped 60 to 80%, I, I believe. Uh, which which show that these drugs work, when they used it for people that felt depressed, you know, going through a situation or whatever, they compared it to placebo, and they showed that placebo was 30% 30 effective, and the drugs were only 40% effective. Only 10% more than the placebo. So now people are being prescribed these things for something that they actually could have dealt with by exercising um you know uh, talking you know just, physiological physio- yeah exactly. emotional yeah um not technically you know being uh clinical true clinical depression you know and i i i i'm also somebody who who's very like man make sure you get blood tests make sure you get everything possible like markers genetics you know done because once you start taking that medication it changes your brain chemistry you know and I, uh, for me I'm like make sure you you really need it. Yeah, cuz cuz you don't want to say every like my doctor who's amazing um he's like we tend to medicate 90% uh with the 10% of the drugs that people actually need when when only 10% actually need it, <laughs> you know? Well, and it's like crazy. I mean, a lot you know? of what I see I mean cases of extreme
0: financial difficulty uh, with uh with I you know drugs drug. yeah so but it becomes now. self-medication yeah and you know I'm sitting across from people on need my desk need it, like 80% and, need it. yeah I, I'm, I'm sitting across from people on my desk where I'm looking at the intersection of criminalization criminal law and mental health and drug abuse yeah. you know, and the criminalization of self-medication you know oh yeah beginning to find CBD like marijuana yeah. CBD, THC, and marijuana yeah. and the different positive mm-hmm. effects that can happen, things like that. So, you know, I have to work with my clients. and I, I mean, I see the stories, you know. It's incredible. It Forms informs me. And I people see people going knowledge. to jail
1: for years for some marijuana charge that will not be anything in the next couple of years, you know. And I also see, like, you talk about biology.
0: I mean, when you talk about puberty, you know, and not when you talk about puberty. We're talking about puberty? I don't think we're talking about <laughs> When you talk about it, uh, it's just a, these crazy ways we Yeah, talk, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kids, you know, the brain developing what were you thinking? You know, and I, you know, I'm not an expert. I work with psychologists a lot. I send my clients psychologists, they send me reports. You know, I read, I try to study this. And, you know, 2021, 22, the prefrontal cortex isn't completely developed yet. And the answer yeah, is, yeah. wasn't think. Yeah. He was oper- I mean, that's why we can send kids to war, but we don't let them drink. It's, it's you know, it, it because, because they don't, they don't, they have a different ability to uh, to assess risks. Correct, correct. You know, so, you know, sometimes parents will say, What was my kid thinking? Like, yeah, well, you know, he wasn't thinking, Well, that's his problem. That's not his problem. No, He's it's actually just, it yeah. <laughs> you normal, know, He just exactly hope he makes me. it through this yeah. time okay. Yeah. You know, and how do we, and how, for me, as a counselor, see, I like I think a lawyer, is the black and white on the book and the DVDs I was talking about. And then and, and being a counselor, as much as I have the right to give anybody advice on how to live a better life, you know, I should try to follow that myself. And yeah, so I'm very careful exactly. of that. And I know that I can be brash at times. I know that I'm misunderstood or I feel misunderstood. I shouldn't say I am misunderstood. I might be misunderstanding the impression I'm giving other people. Unfortunately, we want our inner self to correspond with our outer self as much as possible. But, you know, you, you come to understand that, there's certain ways, I find, that I have to talk to young offenders, 17, 18, 19, 20. You know, I you just, you know, there's, I, I don't want to paraphrase it now because it's hard because it depends on who's sitting in front of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be cognizant of the fact that it truly is a lot of times. There there are biological things going on. And a lot of people maybe even say, oh, you know, here you are, giving a guy an excuse and, you know, uh, you know, sort yeah. of a right-wing approach to it, like, you know, uh, you know, Everybody's a victim, you know. If, even if you're no, I mean, I'm just trying to understand people. Yeah, these things yeah. are happening. Why? Yeah. It's not always because people are horrible or terrible. So, bringing that around, you know, I work with cases where I would say that I'm dealing with a lot of times people who could be interpreted to have certainly distress, borderline mm-hmm. depression, some drug uses, some conflicts. I mean, I can't tell you how many clients I've had with a dad and a kid, 18, 17, and they are going at it. Mm. And I tell Lucas straight out, Lucas, I work with 17, 18 year olds, you need to understand at 12 years old, there's only one way this is going to work. This is tough and I'll say to him sometimes, if you and I both are arguing about something where there can be no negotiation because I'm the dad, you've got to give me that man. Mm. And I'll try to say to him with yeah, a fright, yeah, like, yeah. because if you don't give it to me later, then we're really going to fight. Yeah. So there has to be you know, an understanding as best you can that you know, you get to you get your input sometimes. You yeah. get your decision sometimes. Sometimes you
1: don't. Yeah, you know, it's
0: non-negotiable. But you, the way to do that is you have to trust. How's your yes. life been so far? Absolutely, oh, you got to trust. Yeah. And I'm yeah. doing really the best like. I can for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm for me. I'm not telling you you can't stay up till one in the morning playing Fortnite because a day. I you because it's going to burn you out in yeah. the morning. You know, and that's just the example. No, sorry, bringing it back around. Something. So yeah, I, no, you know, I, there, there's yeah. the 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 brain. There are it's tremendously complex, and I think we live in a society now too. You were talking to me before this about like I'm a little older, you know, and like, we I didn't have Twitter. We didn't tweet. Yeah, you know, we didn't even. If you wanted to yeah. talk to me, I have an expression. You know, I should have bought you a beer at the bar. I should <laughs> have bought you a beer at the bar because you'd sit and talk. You want to talk to me, buy you a beer at the bar. Yeah, you know now. We're expected to convey very complex and intense emotions, or even extremely important political matters oh in my a God, tweet. Like intent, yeah. In a tweet. Yeah. I mean that just that just degrades everything we're talking about about the power of the mind to think carefully Absolutely. to calculate. Absolutely. You know, clearly I wasn't tweeting today. Though. There's nobody. Everybody's <laughs> asleep by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you know. What you're saying is you know is absolutely true that yeah. there's an opportunity to try yeah you know also i've sent people to psychologists that would never go to psychologists i mean i have sent you know i've recommended it i say it's for you it's gonna help I, you. i've done it it's but, was, also, but, but also so it also gives me fuel for a court you know yeah. if you're gonna go to court if you're gonna get off the judges to say i want mandatory counseling yeah go in before with it some prosecutor why well, prosecutors say me a high level oh yeah he just got counseling because of this and I, I, looked at him, and he was like, "That was his point. Like he's just trying to get a deal." So he went to a psychiatrist because he knew it would look good. And I looked at the judge. Judge, he's facing time in jail. I told him go to a psychologist to help. You bet he went because of this. <laughs> he realized that he was making the wrong decisions, and he went because uh-huh. of this. But guess what? It's helping him. If that's a bad thing, you know, then you, then we can't win here. Absolutely. You know? yeah. so, so, but somebody can help you. you yes. People can look yeah. from the outside, and they've seen. 2,000 people, and you think it's hopeless or you think that you're not going to get any help, but a good psychiatrist psychiatrist that, that you can relate to, they see patterns mm-hmm. that you don't see. Absolutely. Because you're only one guy. you yeah. are girl. the black belts in the mind. <laughs> you're only one girl, you know? Yeah. They've seen lots and lots and lots of girls. And mm-hmm. they can give you some advice and they can tweak sometimes. So yeah. part of your effort and your projects, you know, is Absolutely. to include that sometimes.
1: Yep absolutely so uh, we're closing up to the end Uh, I always do this last segment but before I get into it uh, if anybody is um, wondering what I'm drinking (laughs) it's uh, it's lime water with seltzer and actually with uh, cream of tartar (laughs) so yeah so why the cream of tartar right Um, so I highly recommend people especially people who train so cream of tartar actually has a lot of potassium in it so one um teaspoon has about almost 500 milligrams you i mean in a daily uh amount you're supposed to get about 4,700, which is a lot of potassium if you you i mean that's a lot of potatoes and plants like it's not easy to get that amount so i try to add this to to my water um you know i did want to mention um a lot of people like don't realize how important these vitamins and stuff are but like you know in the american diet our salt content is so high we none of us get enough potassium You think about um some of the um uh uh, the the leading cause of death is heart disease you know and you kind of you know you need to balance you know um the potassium balances the salt you know so and not just that but we need it for training you know just keeping um you, you working properly man i know a lot of people cramp up after training that's that is a, a, a potassium is a, is a big reason for that. Not having enough. Same with magnesium. Those are two things that uh, Americans just don't get enough of. So I highly recommend. Um, you know, it's it's very tart and and sour. So I use lime with it, and it, it's like a it's a nice like nice little sour drink. You're Awesome. Know? So, so yeah, add that to your regimen, guys and gals. But um, yeah, let's close out with this last segment. I always do this. Um, what is something quirky about you? Uh, I know uh, we've talked about in the past you going to the Philippines, um, you know, I don't know if you picked up karaoke. I know yeah. <laughs> karaoke Philippines yeah. well. Okay, okay. So that's not that one, but you do love nature, you go skiing, hiking, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and i'm sure the people can put that together from all the stuff you're talking yeah. about you're you're pretty much a hippie um, ah. but the one thing i know you 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 know you, you told me in the past like ah you don't really have much quirks because you 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 tend to put all your energy into your family you know which is which is pretty um incredible uh but there's one thing that you and me love to talk about all the time ah. that is food we are uh, you particularly do you grew up in Franklin. You, you, um, you tried Tasted almost everything there. I was a um, little foodie. Yeah, <laughs> I, probably, I remember I, I,
0: years ago my friends would go away and they'd be they call Jay. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh, you gotta get a cheesesteak at <laughs> XYZ. You know, yeah, <laughs> just, XYZ. Actually, I just told someone to go there. If you're in Acadia National
1: Park, it's a phenomenal mm. Mexican
0: restaurant. The woman travels to Mexico for six months out of year, wow. picks up these recipes, she's very quirky, beautiful moles and stuff like that. A oh. Nice setting in Acadia yeah. National Park, XYZ, cool place. Mm. But um I've enjoyed food, you know, I've had a change. A little, although I haven't changed oh, yes. that much. Yeah, you 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 have diverticulitis, correct? I yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, they're not sure why that happens or how it happens, but
1: you know, your tubes wear out. Yeah. Look, I just got a tired change today, yeah. you know, it didn't last 56
0: <laughs> yeah. years. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, these things happen. Somebody yeah. else is their elbow, somebody yeah. else is their shoulder. That segues back to something, although I know we're close <laughs> up But your first show with your buddy from England. Oh, yeah, and it was real funny because he said, Do you have any injuries? And he's a he's a professional yeah. martial artist, mm-hmm. right? And he said, no, I haven't. And then he goes on. Yeah. He's like, but, you know, I broke my body. Body. I have surgery. And he's like, no, I haven't had any injuries. And, you know, so the injuries we take, when well, we yeah. talk about this from uh from Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. and and, happens, and the diverticulitis is something yeah. that, you know, was I don't think it was stress from more shots. I'm not, they're not really sure how it happened. Well, no, i have had I a couple know, of doubts. You're supposed to get surgery. You get a section removed. They seal you up. I've tried to avoid that. I have a friend that, I don't want to mention his name, but he would actually, he's very open about it. And I'm fortunate because he's about my age. He trains in jujitsu, and he had oh, that yeah, surgery. Yeah. Oh, wow. and, uh, and the surgery worked for him. So yeah. I know, you know, I have somebody very close with a similar lifestyle, and he's been very open with me and kind and also uh, a little frustrated, I think, because the surgery already. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. surgery is big. But uh, I try to work with it. Um, uh, I, so, so it's changed. We talk yeah. about food. We I still, can't eat a whole pizza anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, you know what? I've come back. I think... Uh, more
1: quality than quantity.
0: You know, I think I think I think a big thing is that I think that one of the big problems with health is just overconsumption. Yes. especially here we eat. So I've changed much. that as well. Yeah, you big know, time. Like I love Indian food, but I want to go to the buffet because you get. <laughs> I've done three plates yep. of food this big. you really don't like need it. You yeah, yeah. only need about maybe half this glass of mm-hmm. food. So now I like to think that if I ate a meal, could I go for you know a nice two and a half three mile jog? I mean, I ate a meal, so you can't go run a marathon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know, I'd like to think that I could eat and within an hour train. Yeah but I still have that tactile thing where you want to, you know, eat some ribs, you know? Hey, man, it's, it I think
1: it's in us. Like, yeah. we love our cheat days. But I love food. We've eaten it. We, yeah. we
0: tried uh, we went over to that Mexican place in New Brunswick you, you introduced me recently.
1: to um, carne asada fries with uh, uh, the else. mole sauce that you put together yourself. And the owner was like, wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was something. And then, I like um, a lot of different kinds of food. Of course, you in have the Philippines. Tomates, yeah. you, you you, I think you were the person that the one that like really got me into it because I was like what the I never had a tamale oh really yeah I, know, I didn't even know what it was and then um,
0: we're lucky New Brunswick there's a few yes, places that make they wrap them big, with the corn leaf yes and they're a buck and a half oh
1: my gosh yeah. the chili kung, oh, carne oh my goodness that's there's a chicken mole
0: the, the uh, mole uh, chicken mole sauce and yeah
1: that's like the Mexican food that most people don't know about. That that yeah. that eat like you know Mexican, where like right. the, the burritos and the tacos. Well, it comes from different areas. Yeah yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But that's like the oh man. Yeah, Gabby oh, yeah. there's a range of Chinese food.
0: Gabby's, Gabby's, yeah. on there's
1: a new place I discovered uh, that people have been talking about. It's fusion in in uh, North Brunswick. Okay. Yeah, okay. we got we have to hit that up because I've been hearing lots of good things about them. Um, we have Chef Tan in Highland Park now, which yes, has it's really a good, sh- Sichuan, wonderful, Sichuan, wonderful Sichuan. food.
0: And then in New Brunswick, you have a uh, long-time 40-something years, Mei, Mei. Now, yeah. May yeah. May May. My
1: competing, my, my family's competing. Maybe it is. I don't know how get so much
0: rice, yeah. fried rice, into the in container. Yeah. It's like you pour that out, man. Yeah. And, and May, May is just a special kind of yep.
1: you know. Yeah. They're in a yeah. black, yeah. black yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. They've been in African yeah. American neighborhood
0: yeah. for yeah. years. Yeah. And yeah. people want good value for their buck. Hey, listen. And they make some fantastic food listen, there. It's, everybody loves it. Yeah.
1: May May's is is, is a well-known spot we gotta um, bring the boys there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i actually went there uh in high school and i remember their food is good it's just i felt like i was cheating on my oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think i'm cheating on my family eating at this place that, but that's the i think in franklin maybe is an institution and yeah. it's a very well-known spot food is good um I enjoy it. I've been eating. My
0: dad was in the restaurant industry, so that's what kind of exposed me to it. Oh, eating. I know that. Yeah, I grew oh. up in the restaurant industry. And, oh, I know. Uh, you know, when Thai first started coming around, there were people like, What's that Thai, thai that. food? Same and, with sushi. I was, and I was eating it, yeah. man. You know, so I like trying different foods and mm-hmm. I like understanding them a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm no expert, but understanding the cultural evolution of different Yeah, types of food is getting food. so crazy now. It's
1: getting it's like evolving like jiu-jitsu yeah. is right it's like no leg lock game in the past and now it's like all this crazy hundred hole stuff they're doing the same with food it's like man who who knew you could have done this yeah. and this and this and this
0: andy jeff sung and i i guess some of the older guys went out uh, with our wives to a korean restaurant andy oh uh, and yes and uh, one of their uh, other friends uh, yes that's yes, nice s- some spot but it was nice for the for the jiu-jitsu guys to get yeah. together go out You guys are called
1: older folks you guys are what the great the silver wolves or yeah, silver boxes the great tigers the great tigers yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our younger guys do that as so well we go out and have some food I take them to a lot of the authentic Chinese spots that's cool um, in uh, Edison and right. they're like well I've never had this before what's dim sum what's this and that? oh you know? really yeah they, I mean they, he comes from Ohio like, they yeah, yeah, like yeah 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 like, you know, you know.
0: The, the, I to have to go to Chinatown for dim sum. Oh, they
1: have some good places in here now. You know, by the way, I was
0: one of the first white guys with the group of first non-Asians to be in the lion dance in New York City. Oh, Chinatown. really? Wow! I, mean, I mentioned can, New Year's. I cannot. And I was can Kids and yeah. bring them to something yeah. like that. They used to have fireworks back then. Now they don't allow it anymore in the city. Yeah. But I remember, I think it was 1980. Yeah, I was in the little Chinese were throwing firecrackers <laughs> at me like I was the you know the the white ghost. You know.
1: Crazy! Yeah, quite um, low. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we didn't have
0: any it. We would go to New York City for dim
1: sum. And yeah. slowly we well, got Wonder Seafood and a that's
0: few places. That's the best.
1: Well, yeah. Wonder Seafood, yeah. It's, good, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, a funny story about the whole lion dancing uh-huh. thing. Um, back in the day, it was connected to a lot of the mafia. Oh, stuff. yeah. You know, it's like, you uh they for protection. The red envelope. The red envelope. Yeah, lucky money. Not yeah, well, lucky money. No, that was protection. <laughs> thing, yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, my dad grew up around that. My grandfather had friends. All that. my uncle, uh, his name, is Uncle Waffin. <laughs> he was in a. He was in a. Um, in a, In a triad site. Try it. it yeah, yeah. What happens? I got pretty decent. It comes to, and then
0: I was invited to do this, and all of a sudden I'm looking around, and it's cold. It? It's Chinese New Year, yeah. you know, and I'm looking around, like, whoa, there's some interesting, and I realized I was sort of like, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah I probably should have said anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an uncle. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I don't have a. But well, you can't I talk mean, about so I a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's all expanded now. They're, I think it's a different. Uh, we're in a different age now. It, it's right, kind of different. You know, everything's different. What um, about yeah, the food? The food, we're about the, food. Yeah, the food is. You know, just authentic stuff is on a different level. You know, and. You got it. Like that's what I love about this area. I've mentioned this a couple times. It's like where can you go? Uh, and anywhere that I, I don't know too many places in the country. And I've I've traveled all over. Where and I, I'm saying like there's you know, when you go to New York, you want Chinese food. You have to go to Chinatown, right? You want to go uh, or or California? You have to go to the town, K Town, Korean food. Just said, right?
0: New York is becoming more. more yeah,
1: but. In central New Jersey, right? Central New Jersey exists, and we, we've proven this through Chris's podcast and the one before this. Um, where can you go where legit family-owned places within a 10-mile radius, not even five-mile radius, yeah. where you can drive into one location and there will be an authentic Indian, authentic Korean, authentic Chinese, in the same location where We are so lucky. Yeah, multicultural. Truly, truly diverse here. Yeah. Um, and and it's I mean, a if you like be- the food, you should like the people that make it. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? To
0: some extent, you know it should be it should open doors that you know we need to respect each other, yeah. respect each other's culture, um, and uh, before you start maligning people for being different or accusing them of being a certain yeah. way, you know first eat you their know food. recognize <laughs> eat their food, man. <laughs> you might not like me. I kind don't of like to be simple. I, there are <laughs> problems in the world, but for the most part. You know, if there were for the most part, if people ruled with love and not hate, we'd be we'll all be a lot better off.
2: Yeah.
1: Eat some dim sum and sit down and drink some tea, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go easy on each other. Yeah. Give a break. Love, you know? love, break some bread together. Don't be you know? too judgmental. Yeah. And a lot of
0: things too, like we talked about earlier, young guys maligning kung fu. When you know there's some aspect you know of kung fu that could possibly really help them. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing. You shouldn't be so quick to judge something you truly don't understand. Understand, correct? You know, yeah,
1: absolutely, Jay. Then, well, that's uh, that's it, <laughs> and thank you so much. This was an awesome, awesome uh, episode, and uh, I really appreciate you coming in. So, I appreciate you having yeah, me here. it was Yeah, fun. man, have a it's wonderful. Good it. night, Jay. You know, Safe night, this thank you. Good ride, man. It's yeah, cool. yeah, and uh, yeah, if you you know, hopefully we'll. See if we get some business out of this and you can tell it's, it. it's good to
0: see in the way we talk about you taking, you know, looking past, just going on the mat and rolling. And really, what we've been talking about today, you, know, you opened your eyes to see that there are different people coming through those doors. It's more than just from training. different right? walks of life. And, yeah. and, and that you chose to either teach them, thank you, because you teach, or learn. And, yep. uh, you know, taking a lot of, you know, a lot of what we experience in life it could be mundane. It's, you know, we make Life special. Yes, we make moments special. Absolutely, it's up to us to make that decision. You
1: know, so and all you guys have definitely brought so much wisdom and 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 just insight into my life that have have really made an impact. Changed. I'm really
0: glad to hear that you talked about your battles with depression and to know that to know that this art and this science that we practice and this sport uh, and this uh, martial art, you know, helped you that way. Yes, it's it's great. it's wonderful. Absolutely, it's the real deal. It is.
1: <laughs> so right. with that being said, thank you, everybody. And uh, tune in for quite possibly, I might be doing, I might not do a 12th episode. And if that's the case, then the last episode will be the next one. But um, it all depends on my schedule because it's getting real crazy right now with wow. like, yeah. like six weeks away or something like that. Or no, by the time this comes out, it will be two weeks away. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so time is kind of you know, moving, 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 and I'm like, I don't know if I can do one more. I think I might just have to get Brian in and just close it and be done with it. But <laughs> Big time again. Yeah, we'll see if there's a season two. I really would like to do a uh, um, a segment on food. That uh, you know, something that people don't. You know, we always watch these food shows and stuff like that. But you know, us fighting guys, man, we love to eat and we love our cheat meals, and it's a special day for us. It's the, a foodie eats that stuff every day of their lives, yeah. right? But for us, it's a special moment, and we can't waste it. Sometimes we need it. I get mad if I go to a crappy place. Listen, I don't I
0: don't want to waste a meal. If yeah. you give me a crap meal that I paid for, I'm, I, 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 I'm not. Hey, yeah. I do yeah. my best in law. You do your best in your job. Yeah. Do your best in the restaurant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and you know? I, I know I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of people off, but listen, I went to a pretty... Um, influential place i'm not gonna name any names in philly for philly cheesesteak just this couple weeks i was not impressed man like, you didn't ask me where to go i'm not gonna say oh, oh, yeah. maybe i need to try again and, I, and people need to comment and tell me where, where i need to go but i went to a pretty you know well-known place and i was like bro i get a better cheesesteak at my uh italian deli right there we'll go off the air um, and you'll
0: tell me which place yeah, yeah,
1: yeah i'm gonna guess the place yeah okay but um Listen, I mean even Anthony Bourdain said the best cheesesteak is in New Jersey. <laughs> that's
2: right. Cherry sure Hill. He, yeah. he yeah. likes um, placing
1: Camden. Um, and you okay, yes, yes, and and sure. he that's from the man himself. I you know? eat, I've eaten at both of them yeah. over a time. Can you can, you can you can you attest to that? Yeah, saying? they're very good. But yeah. I kinda like
0: you know, when I go for a cheesesteak, my favorite one in Philly, I'm actually getting two. I'm getting the cheesesteak, but I'm getting the roast pork broccoli rub <laughs> That's I what I heard is the sandwich to get. That's what i heard. Is I what like you got
1: to do in Philly. Not yeah. the cheesesteak. Like, that's well, a tourist you, thing. You get the cheesesteak, right? Steak. You get the yeah. cheesesteak, but
0: you get the roast the, pork yeah. provolone broccoli rub sandwich, and I personally... What's the name
1: of that? It's called the... the it's Italian sandwich. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's, uh,
0: yeah, Tony Luke's down by the state. Now, I, I know a lot of guys so. in Philly, and they're going to be like, oh, Jay hasn't been, and, too. Oh, uh, yeah. But in and out, relatively consistently, and the sort of atmosphere of it, you know, Tony Luke's works.
1: Mm. Yeah. Good
0: news, good news. But yeah, great, man. but Awesome, man. Okay, have a
1: good night, brother. You too. Yeah, take care. <laughs> All done. Oh, I, mean, I probably went a little bit over two hours. Let's see. It's probably dead. Yeah, it's dead. What's up, everyone? Thanks so much for watching the episode. If you like what you saw, make sure to subscribe, comment, like, and definitely share because you never know who this could help. If you'd like to buy any of the products that were discussed, the links are all available in the description below under the video. Make sure to use my links so that I can get paid. And if you'd like to further support what I'm doing, you can send me Bitcoin and Litecoin to my wallet addresses that are also in the description. Thank you all again so much for watching and your support for the project. Peace.